in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And a welcome into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM. 8.80 a.m., 1400. Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, and you can see us everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportocracy.com. Don't forget to click that live video link. Subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. And um, today is, uh, well, it's, it's. I guess this is the official kickoff of Draftmas. I mean, I know you've oh, been saying Draftmas season has been going on for a while, but oh, that was, this is really where you get to feel the season. That was pre-Draftmas. That's like you people that put up Christmas trees before Thanksgiving. Because today is Combine Day! That's right. Baby! That's right. The NFL Combine in Indianapolis is getting underway. We've got uh, defensive linemen and linebackers. linebackers. Good class. Let's go. Going Strong through, start. Yeah, going through all of the uh, all of the testing today in Indianapolis. So keeping Jeremy's attention throughout the program might prove to be difficult. Oh yeah, because I have the combine on right in front of me. Of course you do. If you've ever seen the studio, two big screens. One screen showing the show. One screen showing the combine. <laughs> he's he's just buried his nose in it, uh, and we'll talk about. The players to watch at this week's festivities in Indianapolis throughout the program today. Uh, welcome everybody into the program, and uh, that's a great place to start with the opening drive. And the opening drive always brought to you by Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Check them out at 629 Brevard Road. Go by the showroom. Check out their, their stock of brand new and certified pre-owned vehicles that you can choose at your leisure. And when you make your decision, and you're doing a trade-in, mention the Sportsocracy, and they'll give you $250 on top of the trade-in's value. Uh, they have me currently in a 2023 Nissan Titan Pro 4X that I have just fallen in love with. I'm not going to lie, this one may not make it back. Yeah. Usually I say it will be back within a few days, and you could potentially have that car and take it to your house, but I am not so sure you're going to get the chance with this one because <laughs> it may come live at my house forever. Jeremy and his big red truck. I also just, you know what I discovered yesterday? Yesterday was a banner day for me. What's that? All right, so I'm driving home mm -hmm. in my 2023 Pro 4X Nissan Titan from Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville on Spotify hit a button, don't really know what I did, somehow wound up on a playlist, very simply called This Is Creed. Let's go. <laughs> Nothing but bangers the whole way home, including some that I hadn't heard in forever. All the Creed bangers. You did that by accident, not because I said on the program yesterday that we should have, you know, we should have music tapped into our... Uh, uh, no. I, uh, I, I actually got in the truck, I went to start Spotify, and I don't know what button I hit, but maybe they heard it and went, maybe you know what? Did. If this man is going to hear any music for his entire ride home, nothing but 100% Creed Bangers, let's go. Day before the combine, nice. it's, it's eight, birthday's in two weeks. 
Everything's turning up, Jeremy, right nice, now. Nice, nice, nice. Yes, uh, it is the official kickoff of the draftmas season. We've got all of the uh, the measurements being taken in Indianapolis. Uh, various other things to get to on the program today. We've got off-season previews, team-by-team team continuing here. The next two in the draft order are the Miami Dolphins and the Los Angeles Chargers. Go Chargers, go! He just loves doing that. I do. He just loves doing that. We, we have our first uh, weird measurable of the day. A.J. Brooks comments that in the YouTube chat. Miles Murphy has little scoot, 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 Kenny Pickett hands. Oh, does he? Eight and a half inch hands. Ooh. Yeah, that's coming from a man that has almost 11 inch hands. Miles Murphy and I are the same size. That should tell you about everything you need to know. Everything you need to know about what? I mean, Miles Murphy, is his hand He's size got, really that important? It means that what that says is that definitively we have figured out who this year's Kenny Pickett is. That every time we talk about him, I'm just going to go, scoot, 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 scoot. <laughs> little baby hands. Oh, poor Miles Murphy. And poor Kenny Pickett. Nobody's ever going to, he's never going to live that down. No. He's now the measuring stick for NFL's tiniest hands. No doubt. No doubt. So the thing about the Underwear Olympics and today is the opening ceremonies at the first set of events. My question is, what does it matter? The combine? The, no, that an edge rusher has tiny hands. Uh, it, it it does matter. It, not as much as a quarterback. Because the quarterback, you're worried about the ball coming out of their hands. Right. It's just, it gets into leverage. It gets into, it gets into a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, I'm not high on Miles Murphy anyway. The fact that he has eight and a half inch hands didn't help him. But, I mean, that'll be seventh in the list of things that I don't like about him. Right. He's one that will run today. I guarantee you he's going to run fast. And everybody goes, oh, he's a top 10 pick. No, he's not. No, he's not. Don't get duped by that. There have been a couple guys already. I, you know, the, and I don't know if I'm just getting older or if I'm watching. I don't know why this is happening. But there are guys that I'm getting. I, I'm I'm changing my opinion slightly based on behind the podium. Okay. Nolan Smith yesterday. I don't know why, but I was just intoxicated listening to him talk. I, I watched everything he said and went, "Yeah, I've got him too low. Mm -hmm. He's first round pick. Mm -hmm. I don't care that he's coming off the. I don't care that he's coming off the injury. Absolutely, that's a kid that's going to get in the room in Indianapolis and he's just going to blow teams away. Yes, and there were a few others of those. Mm -hmm. uh, Felix Anadike Azama out of Kansas State. I could listen to him talk about technique. I could put that in my headphones and go night night. Because that would just be a soothing lullaby for me. Look, Nolan Smith was a big reason why I get to wear this sweatshirt today. This brand new uh, sweatshirt that just came in the mail. National champions again. Georgia Bulldogs. He's a big reason why they went back to back. And you uh, say, I'm oh, but wait, Tank, he didn't play half the, the rest of the, the, the his second season. Uh, did you see him? Did you watch the games? Did you see him on the sidelines being the emotional leader for his entire team? Basically was like a linebacker's coach. Or an assistant defensive coach at some of some kind for the last what seven weeks of the season after he got hurt, that guy that kid's special. He is. He's, he's he will be a riser in my uh, three round mock draft post combine. Might be coming out Monday. Might all right. Just be might just be doing that. We'll have to. No doubt. Mock draft Monday. Oh, there's so many. We have so many mock drafts ahead of us. It's only just begun. Let's go. 
right, so well, since we're starting the measurables at the combine today with the defensive linemen and the linebackers, um, let's break this down. Let's 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 talk about the defensive linemen in this class. Who are we watching? I mean, obviously there are the there obviously there's Will Anderson. Everybody's going to be interested to see what he does at the combine. Jalen Carter, he's back at the combine, but he's not participating in any of the drills. He's doing all that on his senior day. So yeah, he, he wasn't going to do that anyway. Right. He, he I'll be, be honest with you. It says a lot to me about Jalen Carter that he came back. I mean, because you got to understand how the, how the last 24 hours have gone for him. Mm-hmm. First of all, we missed what could have been one of the most unbelievable sideshows in the history of the combine. What was that? Well, he was scheduled to speak not long after this broke it Uh, could have broke in front of the podium right so if you want to know why i said yesterday that the police department did this because it was going to be a bad look yeah i'm i've never been more convinced of that than i am right now so he flew back to athens turned himself in bonded out Mm -hmm. and then flew back Mm -hmm. that tells me a lot about the character of jalen carter okay I, i you could have run from this you could have. You could have run. You could have, but his agent told him not to. I mean, I don't know that that's true. Really, I'm not sure that the agent said. If he for the, all that's good and holy, do not go back there. Really, if I was his agent, no shot. Oh, I would not. Because there's too many unknowns. If if his position is I'm going to be exonerated, blah 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 blah. If he's doing that, then you have to come back. You have to pretend like this is not a thing. If you've already positioned yourself that way in the in the eyes of the the media, I don't think there was any way that he. I mean, obviously, he could have just not come back and said, "I'll move on." Yeah, this is one of those times, and and you know, I always I always love your opinion. I'm the combine guy. Mm-hmm. Trust me, uh, I would say nine out of ten guys wouldn't have, because you got to understand what the combine is. And, and I saw this with some of the in- interviews yesterday. This is not. Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, on and on and on. You're getting a lot of guys like us that are asking comments at the combine. I I see Fried Baloney said, that's why Jeremy's not an agent. All right, hear me out and then tell me that that, that this couldn't have gone sideways. Now, he's not talking to the media. He's talking to teams. Right. You catch a lot of people like us that are at the combine. And I got news for you. Some of these questions are not – I'll be nice and say that they're not – the most well thought out thing you've ever heard in your life. And some of these interviews have gone way off the rails and and you're not going to be able to avoid these people completely. So Mm -hmm. you're going to be on camera. Mm -hmm. I would have probably had teams come to me because he is a top five pick. It's one thing. If you're back into the first rounder, then you can fall like a rock. I I looked at the, I don't know what they call that. The police recreation of what happened. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not more confused right now than I was yesterday. And so now Jalen Carter's going in going, I don't know what I'm supposed to say, what I'm not. What are you talking about as far as the the, the car movement? The, the file came night? out from the police department, and basically there was a recreation of what happened with the cars. Right. I stared at that for 20 solid minutes. I'm not sure I'm not more confused right now than I was before right. I looked at it. Right. And so Jalen Carter's going into that, and he's willing to face it at face value. Mm-hmm. With you not knowing, I'm going to get out in front of this. I understand why he did it. I'm just not sure I would have encouraged him to do it. Yeah. Let things sort out. We're still a long way away from the draft, but you know, good for him that he went to that he went to face it. To me, I think this is the best scenario was sending him back. 
was if you're gonna if you're gonna claim that you did nothing wrong, then we have to move on like this. Yes, you're gonna face tough, uh, you know, tough questions from all of you know all of the the interviewers. But that's also where I well, like I talked about yesterday of that's where coaching comes in. Of we're gonna sit down in a room, you and me, for the next five hours, and I'm just gonna throw you questions, and you're gonna come back to me. I mean, we I am I am basically prepping the witness here. Well, and that's another part, and I'm going back to what Fried Baloney said here. I was going to grill Jalen Carter anyway mm-hmm. because this is not the first thing, and you told me a story before the show of there's a video that came out of him having a speeding yeah. incident months before this September, happened. September 22nd was the day. Uh, it's Channel 2 Action News or whatever down in the Atlanta area. They released a body cam footage of September 22nd, where Jalen Carter got pulled over in the same car that he was apparently driving the night of the accident. And the cop is telling him, like, you guys have to slow down. You've got to stop this. I don't care what you have to do. I Send a text message or when you're in the building with all of your teammates, tell them you've got to slow down. It doesn't take much to do that. I mean, this has apparently been running wild in the Georgia locker room for a while. Back in uh, January 10th, I think it was, uh, Jamin hyphen guy that I was <laughs> referring to yesterday, I keep, forget, I keep forgetting his last name, but one of the linebackers for Georgia, he was cited for racing. Like, this has been a thing that's been going on in this locker room for a while. Uh, there have been character concerns about more than one Georgia Bulldog. Mm-hmm. So and and Jalen Carter was one of them. Mm-hmm. I, I said this yesterday. Todd McShay got raked over hot coals because the story comes out that he had bought all the food for one of his teammates. And well, Todd McShay, McShay, was this kid an apology? No, it doesn't change anything that he says. I'd heard things. Mm-hmm. I'd heard things about Jalen Carter, and so that's I guess that's what I'm saying is he's going into a buzzsaw. This is one of those times that he can really hurt himself, depending on what he says. And that's why I'm not sure I would have encouraged him, much, him, him to do it. Because your question becomes, how much do you have to gain? You're, if you don't, if you left and you didn't talk to the media, and this thing quietly goes away, or what, whatever can transpire between now and the draft, as far as this is concerned, where is he going to go? Is he going to still be drafted in the top five? As you of and right I, now, yes. You and I believe more than likely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what? But what if you do it wrong? What if you go in and you start meeting with these teams and you you have the wrong answers or you now have, you can fall like a rock right that becomes the point where you can screw this up mm-hmm. you can hurt yourself you can hurt your draft stock you can fall to the late teens maybe and, and if anybody thinks we're being insensitive about talking about his draft stock after uh, that's what we do mm-hmm. I, I'm not really qualified to talk about the legal side of this I'm not a cop and I'm not a lawyer. So that that's why we do this. Well, things. I mean, there's nothing to talk about on the no. legal side. I mean, no. he was charged with two misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. If they'd have charged, if they, they could have charged four thousand dollars, if they could have charged him with more, they they would have. Mm-hmm. You don't go. You don't throw out charges willy nilly. But now the thing that you're going to look for with with Jalen Carter is there contrition? Do I have immaturity issues? Oh, I think boy. that's clear. Um, yeah, uh, Kalijah Kansi just ran a four seven five. That's not bad. That's special. That's not bad for a man at 6'1", 285. That's special. Uh, vault him into the top five. Isn't that where we saw him yesterday in that uh, Trapasso 
mock draft. Yeah, Didn't he, he have him in the top he five? He won't or something? go that high, but I will say, Kalijah He came in at six one. There were people that thought he was five eleven, five eleven, maybe even shorter than that. Well, that's good for him. Yeah, he's he's, and see, that's what the, that's what the combine can do is you get that guy that he does run quickly. He's taller than we thought. Okay, now all of the Mel Kiper palaver about him. Yeah, he's a t- he's a top twenty five pick. Mm-hmm. If you want to know why we wait to do these things until after the combine, that's why. Yeah, if he'd have been under six foot at the official measurement, that would have that would have really hurt. Oh, no doubt. All right. So who's who's on the watch list here? Oh, I mean there's That's the question. Who's on the watch list is the defensive lineman take the field obviously kalijah cancy has already done some kalijah cancy five runners in is uh <laughs> so far the leader in the clubhouse for one that has solidified his draft stock the most that's right who else to watch in today's workouts in indianapolis coming up next here in the sportsocracy make sure you're at the harris cherokee center Asheville, march the 2nd through the 6th for the 2023 ingles socon basketball championships Experience fun for the whole family as your favorite teams compete for the championship and a berth in the NCAA tournament. While you're there, visit the Ingalls Fan Zone at the tournament for lots of fun, games, prizes, and more. The 2023 Ingalls SoCon Basketball Championships. For more information, visit SoConHoops.com. That's SoConHoops.com. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business. And we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. The Sportsocracy. We treat star athletes better because they're better people. Life isn't fair, kiddo. Get used to it. Welcome back in. It is the Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, and they are live and in full effect in Indianapolis, Indiana, for the 2023 NFL Draft Combine. Uh, And what we just got to see in living color is that Siaki Aika is a house. I'm pretty sure my first house was not as big as Siaki (laughs) Aika. As he runs a 5-4-5 40-yard dash. The defensive lineman, I mean, 
it's cool to see these big dudes get up there and and run a decent time but obviously i mean when you talk about the 40 i don't feel like that's really what you're looking for with defensive linemen i mean it's good to know how quick they are but I don't really need to know how straight line fast the defensive tackle is. No, but it does help. Uh, in our YouTube comments, Akira Wong said it goes more sideways. For, talking about Jalen Carter. Uh, it goes more sideways than if he didn't return. And I I can agree with that. But then there was another line of don't lie to us like you did to the police. See, that's the thing. You would have to have found a lot of contrition in the last 24 hours. And people aren't going to find that to be genuine. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, okay, you're telling me this now because you got caught. Because he did lie to the police twice. Yeah. And so that's, I guess that's what I'm saying is, all right, if Jalen Carter sits down in front of me and he's not, I mean, you so much as look at me wrong, I'm, it's going to send off alarm bells. You do this at the pro day. Now there's actually been time. Do you see what I'm saying? I know that sounds strange, but I, I just, I'm not mm -hmm. sure it was the best solution. Right. I can fully see where that would go poorly i've had a couple people that are in indianapolis say this is a bad call mm -hmm. again depends on how he answers the questions depends on whether or not he's uh he's well prepared and if he's got an agent worth his salt he will be well prepared for whatever should come up uh yeah the defensive linemen are on the field going through the uh position drills and such in indianapolis so Kalijah can't see he's already on top of the uh the 40 yard dashboard with a 47840 between measurables and the 40 and if things keep trending in the right direction for him in Indianapolis he's a top 20 pick him just being 61 mm -hmm. is probably enough because the tape's really good I mean he was my third highest rated defensive lineman anyway he had what 11 something like 11 and a half sacks last year yes ACC defensive player of the year mm -hmm. incredibly talented so, I mean, that's that, that's what the combine does. I, I feel like we get lost in the in the dash times. And th I mean, it's fun to watch a guy run a four two five, mm -hmm. but there are things that you can glean from that. This is also a really deep defensive line class. So, who else you think is going to pop off, pop off the page? Um, pop off the page today. Miles Murphy is going to have a day because mm -hmm. he's going to run really, really fast. I mean, I'm talking high four fives at six five two sixty. I don't remember what he measured in at. Uh, another Brian Brise, his teammate from Clemson, is a guy I'm looking forward to to seeing more in the position drills. He ran a four nine three, but that doesn't mean a, a tremendous amount to me. Right. I could easily see there being in the first two rounds getting eight nine ten legitimate defensive linemen i mean obviously you're gonna have jalen carter if if they can sort out what happened with the with the arrest i consider will anderson being an outside linebacker so i don't really put him in that class mm -hmm. uh tyree wilson who broke his foot so you're not going to see him it, i think he's here to do the measurables i haven't seen his yet but he's a kid that the pro day will mean more than this we know he's going to be just an absolute freak of nature when it comes to measurables incredibly long-armed incredibly tall uh and can play multiple positions mm -hmm. for the defensive linemen what are the drills that you look at and go if they perform well in these drills it gives me an idea of how successful they may be at the next level 
I, I'm curious what, and that's one of the funny things with the forty. I'm more, I'm more curious what your ten yard is than what your forty is. Mm-hmm. I'm more curious what your shuttle is than what your forty is. I'm more curious what you did in the bench press. I mean, I like you having a, a decent enough vertical, but I'm more into measurables with the the defensive line. How long are your arms? Because you, you think about that with okay, that's part of what you do. It's not right. just getting to a quarterback or stopping a, a ball carrier. Right. It's how can I keep that tackle at arm's length to get around him. Correct. So for me, there are there are a good number of guys that will be interesting today. 40 times already in the books here. Brian Brise, 493. Javon Dexter of Florida. He was another one that was really impressive yesterday. With a five even. Which is insane because he's 345. <laughs> he's a huge, he's a huge monster. Moro Ojomo. That's that's a new name for me. Uh the kid out of Texas. Yeah. Defensive tackle out of Texas. He's at a uh, 512 right now. It's just I, I I like seeing the big boys get their get their shine. I mean, obviously you don't put them in prime time. That's why they're here on Thursday. That's, that's why they're day one. They're your they're your flappetizer. I, I would imagine though that the uh, the the edge rushers and stuff. It, it, are we going to see a point where they become their own position group? Where they because I feel like that's one of the primo positions. Like, it it right? is, like, but that's the highlight of today, right? I got, mean Isaiah Foskey or uh, he's one that I'm I'm curious to see what he does because he is a little thinner. Uh, Christian, one of our, our our great listeners, has been asking me about Foskey because he's really high on him, mm-hmm. and I get it. I want to see the raw athleticism from him because I'm not so sure how well he holds up against the run. So I want to see, can you be that freak of nature? Will McDonald, he's another one. Right. That You asked me who could blow this day out, Will McDonald's the answer to that. I didn't think about that at first, but yeah, he could do something absolutely ridiculous today. Mm-hmm. And would vault him into the first round? Into the first round, yes. Eight is insane. Yeah, not Mel, Mel Kuyper was recreationally doing things high. that you're not supposed to do. Right. He's not going super high. Like apparently. No, because if you take him over Tyree Wilson, I'm going to ask if you're doing recreational narcotics because it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. The the ceiling on one is through the roof. I like the ceiling on on Will McDonald, but it's not to that level. Uh, Sloan Jordan said Andre Carter's the guy for me. He's another one I'm curious to see today. Now, he's one that I want to see doing the linebacker drills. I want to see what you look like standing up. We did this last year with Jermaine Johnson mm-hmm. because there were plenty of people that thought, oh, he can stand up. No, he can't. No, he can't. I knew it. I knew it within five seconds of watching him doing line drills. Right. That's why I loved him with the Jets. You're going to play out in that wide nine, hand in the dirt, and now that makes you a first-round pick, mm-hmm. which is why they traded back up for him. So th- as the day goes on, you'll start seeing things that are more that, that more translate to the NFL level. You're in the sportsocracy. It is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get just a bit outside. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. 
Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. And we're here in the Ingles studio, and we've had a lot of uh, back and forth. And, and, and social media gives us this more today than it ever has in the sports world, where everybody's got full access. Fans have full access. Coaches have full access. Players have full access. And we could just go back and forth unfettered. At each other. Unfettered. That's a great word. Right. Um, you know, we had the story yesterday. Jeremy, I believe you mentioned it yesterday about Jonathan Gannon and C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Jonathan Gannon says that we didn't execute well in the Super Bowl, and then C.J. Gardner-Johnson comes back with a social media retort of, you didn't put us in the right position to win games. Now, that I can understand a little bit more. I mean, it's very iffy, and I said this at the time, for a, you know, impending free agent to just start blasting his former coaches because that's a big red flag for other teams that might want to sign him. I think this takes it to another step because uh, the general manager for the Baltimore Ravens, Eric DaCosta, did a uh, press conference yesterday where, as part of the press conference, he was asked about the team's track record uh, not so sterling, by the way, of drafting receivers. As part of his answer, he said, if I had the answer, then that would probably mean that I would have some better receivers. We're going to keep swinging. It's a deep burn. So he's obviously saying they don't have very good receivers on the team. Well, one of the receivers of the team took exception to that, and it was Rashad Bateman. After somebody quoted the uh, the 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 Eric DaCosta comment on Twitter. Well, Rashad Bateman then quote tweeted it with the response of, "How about you play uh, to your players' strengths and stop pointing the finger at us and number eight, talking about Lamar Jackson?" He said, "Blame the one you let do this. We take heat twenty four seven, and keep us healthy. Care about us in capital letters, and see what happens." He says he's tired of he's tired of the organization lying about the players. I I, I feel like this is a very special uh, uh, angle to take here. Um, throwing shade at your current general manager on social media doesn't seem to be the to me the proper way for you to get what you want. Whether it is the offensive scheme that you want, obviously that's going to be taken care of by the next offensive coordinator more playing time, whatever you're after, 
dissing the general manager on social media is not a good idea. Uh, yeah, especially when you're Rashad Bateman, who is the the great uh, Sasquatch of the NFL. Right. I am told how good he is. I have not seen it very often, but I am told he is just phenomenal. You have told us that he's quite phenomenal. Okay. Just, <laughs> I'll just say he is one. He is one in the long line of of guys that Jeremy sees potential in that just hasn't really done much. I, look, I like the talent. Mm-hmm. It does not necessarily board itself out no. with the with the Baltimore. Rams. No, it has not. But that is that is the one place where you look at the draft history of the Baltimore Ravens and go, why can't they figure that out? Like, they do so well at defensive players and offensive linemen, linebackers, secondary players. They, I mean, they're just – obviously, Lamar Jackson's been a big hit. We, what is it with the wide receiver group that they just can't figure this out? Well, I mean, every team has things they do well. This do. The Pittsburgh Steelers have drafted receivers well for uh, what feels like two decades. Yeah. That's not – Baltimore's thing they're not good at that uh, and and I will say that it's a very specific skill set that they ask receivers to have mm-hmm. it's not ironic that the most successful receivers that they've had in that system are guys that can just burn because you get Lamar that scares you locks up safeties and then that receiver goes over the top that's very beneficial a guy like Rashad Bateman who's not crazy fast he's physical requires a quarterback that is really accurate and he's had injury issues mm-hmm. i mean i'm just i'm looking at the list here of wide receivers that have been drafted by this team and and it's like so bad you go back to 2010 and the best receiver that they've drafted is probably marquise brown no doubt and the number two is rashad bateman oh is it that bad that's how bad this is I mean, just look at some of these names here. You got Brashad Perriman, uh, Devin Duvernay. He's all right. He's okay, but Rashad he, he also better, falls right? into the he also falls into that he's real, real, real fast mm-hmm. category. Uh, Tylen Wallace. He's been a fine fourth he's receiver. So okay, I guess. You could do worse, Darren Waller, but he didn't. He he didn't really play for Baltimore. He didn't come on until he went to to Las Vegas. So, I think you need to you need to find somebody out there who can evaluate wide receiver talent and put them on this team because it's the one thing that you just can't do. My story is probably the only thing we will talk about today that's not about football. Mine comes from the boxing world. We had a we had a big boxing match over the weekend. Tommy Fury, Jake Paul, and Tommy Fury came out on the right side. Mm-hmm. Well, now we have a big point of contention about what was considered a gentleman's agreement. Oh, he's before not. the fight. He's not doing it. Jake Fury. I mean, Jake Paul's backing out. Oh, Jake Paul is flat out just not responding. <gasps> Shocker! So there was a gentleman's agreement that they would all or nothing on the purse. Well, Jake Paul's end of this purse could be up to $30 million. Mm-hmm. But it's not Tommy Fury that's coming calling for it. It's their father, John Fury. I did not know. Th- I mean, I-, I knew they called uh, 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 Tyson. Tyson. They called him the Gypsy King. Yeah. That's his nickname. Yeah. 
I I don't know how I didn't know this, but somehow I didn't. His family is the, right. they actually are right. They're gypsy boxers. So his dad basically told Jake Paul, "Don't come at me with some contract." <laughs> Word I can't say. Mm-hmm. I'm a gypsy that can barely read and write. Right. We do things with handshakes. And he ain't backing down. No. No, because Jake Paul told Tommy Fury that he would double his take if he won the fight. Now, there is also a video that has surfaced of the Furies bypassing signing a contract that would have said that very same thing. Okay. So, I mean, I get gentlemen's agreement. You know, shake hands, we agree to it. But if I gave you the chance to put pen to paper and yeah. you said no, I can. Then I'm not so sure we had a gentleman's agreement. I mean, unless the discussion was, we don't really need to put anything on paper. You're not going to pull this out from underneath us, because once again, you're a what 25 year old YouTuber, and I we to, I are an we've... entire family of traveling gypsy boxers who beat the p- out of people constantly have since we were born um i I hate that we live in a world where the youtuber is the one you look at and go he's got enough money he could pay that (laughs) and it's true it's it's absolutely true that's one of the grosser things i've ever thought about for more than three seconds (laughs) uh it's just jealousy it's just jealousy i will be there one day oh i could only hope i could only hope and pray in your support We'll get us one step closer each and every day. So be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, and you can subscribe or you can uh, join the House of Reprehensibles. It's a meager monthly fee to show your appreciation for the sportsocracy. Once you subscribe to the channel, the join button comes up where the subscribe button was. Best way to explain that? Are you proud of me? I, I explained. I, I'm not sure thing. what you just said is true, but I'm gonna. I think go. it does. I think it does. I don't think the. Uh... I know people always have a hard time finding it on cell phones, especially if they're Apple products. Oh which yeah, is Apple why products. You shouldn't have Apple products. Yeah, they're awful. The old, the old iPhone. What? What? But why do you like your iPhone? Because it's an iPhone. Because they it makes told me, me a, I should. I love Apple products because it makes me a target for violence. I mean, that's what I've learned over the last couple of days. Hell, you had the story the other day of uh, of the, the moped AirPod crew, Max. right? The air, the 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 moped crew on the streets of New York City that will just snatch your headphones off of your head. And then I saw a story today where the North Lake Mall in Charlotte is shutting down their Apple store because apparently there have been three shootings in the last two weeks outside of that store. They're just shutting it down and moving to a different place. Look, I'm I'm somebody that got pretty high up in Verizon, and it was I. It never ceased to amaze me. iPhone release day, I just I heard this noise in my head all day, and it was just oh, here come the sheep. Here they go. They wow. had one last year. They gotta day. have one this year, and you know why? Because it won't last another full year. Because that's how they get you. Right. I don't work for them anymore. I mean, back. So I can say what I want. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember those those days well, not working in the cell phone industry, but when I was in college and I worked at Best Buy, we would have like video game release days. Oh, no, no, thank oh, you. Oh, no. Oh, excuse me. The, the Call of Duty is coming. This was like the World War II versions of Call of Duty. Oh, that's coming out? Yeah, I'm done. Or Medal of Honor. That was the name of that game. Medal of Honor and Halo and... Yeah, oh, you're having a video game release night where all the everybody's lining up at midnight. Nah, I'm out. 
Uh, I'm not working that day. Uh, Baby's sick. It's my new favorite excuse. (laughs) I won't be there. Baby's sick. You don't have a baby. I didn't say my baby. Right. Uh, We're going through all of the drills for the defensive linemen up in Indianapolis. It is the official start of the draft this season. This is like uh, the the start of the advent calendar for uh, for the for the Christmas season. The draft of the season is underway, and um, we're starting to get all the numbers trickling in. Your West Virginia defensive tackle Dante Stills turning in a top three forty so far as the defensive tackles are on uh, on the field in their shorts. I'm so glad I can't see this right now. I, I just I just continue to have flashbacks of uh of uh the 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 Alabama kid. Bang he was drafted by the Bengals. Oh, Andre Smith. Name? Yeah, Andre Smith. Just Ooh. whoa, you shouldn't have run. Oh, don't take no. your shirt off, big, big boy. That's you- a that's a whole <laughs> lot of Yikes, that's a whole lot of movement. Can we find some kind of a plastic suit for him to wear? So we just don't have to see all of the movement. Yeah, uh, shirtless is. I mean, there are certain people that can run shirtless, and it's okay. Andre Smith was not one of them. No, no, he was not. Uh, so, other defensive tackles that we need to be looking out for today. Uh, Keanu Benton's a guy that I want to see go through the drills. Uh, I absolutely fell in love with him. Okay, at the from Bowl. Wisconsin. I mean, I absolutely fell in love with him at the Senior Bowl. Uh, I, I I think he has a high mid day two floor. Uh, I saw somebody earlier, and I can't see the chat right this second, that was talking about um, Mozzie Smith. He didn't have T-Rex arms, so now he is in uh, uh, the first round. I would agree with you. Yeah, his measurables came where I wanted them to be, and I would say he is a – I would say he's a late first, early second round pick now. He's a gigantic human. Are you still talking about Keanu Benton? No, no, no. I was talking about Mozzie Smith. Oh, Mozzie. Yeah. Keanu Benton is not as it, it, gigantic. He's just really impressive. Mozzie Smith could be one of the only – I don't love him as a 3-4 nose, but he's one of the only guys that can play that. Mm-hmm. If that's what you're looking for, this is going to be a tough class to find one. Space eater. Siaki Aika, he could be, but it, it, the game's just so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. I mean, the good is tremendous. But then there are just large periods of time. He's basically Vita Vea if Vita Vea never developed the ability to get after a quarterback. Okay. And people will point to some numbers in some games. I'm like, yeah, look at the center that he was going up against. Mm-hmm. See, I, I was good at getting, uh, uh, getting after a quarterback when the center he lined up against was my size. Oh, look, I shot directly through a six foot two, 260-pound center. Yeah, you're not going to get any of those in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So he scares me a little bit. He's got a really wide range. Okay. Uh, so far, Keanu Benton, five one three in the forty yard right. dash, and just a hair over twenty nine inch vertical. I mean, he weighs a lot. So, that's... <laughs> no, I mean that's pretty good, right? A twenty nine inch vertical for a defensive tackle. That's that's not bad. Mm, it's pretty average. It wouldn't be bad for you. You might have the only negative vertical ever. (laughs) Tank jumped and somehow got further in the ground. Yeah. Uh, Tank's vertical is seven inches. 
Congratulations. You might be able to slide a Fletchertown phone book underneath his feet as he jumped. You know, we've been teasing this for years, but I feel like maybe this year needs to be the year that we actually do these these do the drills. Yeah. Uh, in. We do the 40, we do the, the the vertical, we do all of the things, and yeah, just just for funsies. Uh, I, well, the only thing is that you got to find somebody that can actually facilitate these things. I don't have any of the – because you're going to have to have the vertical thing. Oh, yeah. Where you, I mean, I'm sure somebody somewhere has got one. I'll totally do it. I will harm myself. There's zero doubt. <laughs> if I, I run a 40 like right now, I promise you I will hurt myself in some shape, form, or fashion. Sloan Jordan says sportsocracy 40 for charity. I mean, like it. How do we, how, I, you find me some way to monetize it and I'm all the way. Up. Yeah. How do we do this? How do we, what, what are we doing? Like, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you would do it, how you would charge. Uh, we could do it like a marathon or something based on the time. That's how much you donate. We could get people to donate $1 for every 10th of a second slower than me. You are in the 40. Although just understand it. You better have you better have to make sure them, them funds are set up the way right. they're supposed to be. Right. Yeah, I feel like that's something we should probably do. Anyhow, uh, defensive tackles again on the field at Indianapolis. Coming up at the top of the hour, we will have Tar Heel time with Jones Angel. We got to check in on the Tar Heels as they continue the push here for the uh, ACC tournament. I don't think there's anything they can do to improve their standings in the tournament. I think they're already locked into the seven seed and will be playing next week in Greensboro on the second day of the so that's Wednesday. They'll have to play like the Florida State Louisville winner, I believe was the last bracket that I saw. Ugh. Florida State and Louisville in the first round. If you've got ACC tournament tickets and you go, I have to go to Louisville, Florida State. Louisville, who just had the uh the Frisbee dog. Halftime of their last home game. <laughs> they have the Frisbee dog. They throw Frisbees, and he goes against them. And he literally stopped in the middle to take a grumper on the free throw line. I've never seen anything like it. It's one of the funnier things I've ever seen in my life. And that is Louisville's 2022-2023 season in a nutshell. Indeed. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN. Asheville Jeremy's bangers coming up. Then the Sports Center update. And then we will talk with Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy, let me help you. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes now you look like a are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingalls. All the ingredients for family. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. 
since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. The madness starts this week. It's college basketball tournament week on News Radio 570, WWNC, and ESPN Asheville. We get it started Friday at 11:30 on ESPN Asheville with the Bulldogs' opening game in the Big South tournament from Charlotte. The Southern Conference tournament gets rolling on Saturday on ESPN Asheville with quarterfinal action and continuing on News Radio 570, WWNC through Sunday. So tune in this weekend to catch all the action. Our Big South and SoCon tournament coverage is brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low price. Love the savings. Coffee's the closer's on. Get him the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Two and two last night, as one of our listeners pointed out, in the ACC, you just can't trust anything because anyone can win on any given night, and Notre Dame showed that last night. Should lead to a fun run in the ACC tournament next week in Greensboro. Tonight, a couple picks in college basketball as we close in on tournament week and one absolute banger in the NBA. This is Green on Green, brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low prices, love the savings. Arizona's a two-point favorite tonight at USC. Arizona lost on a half-court heave to Arizona State over the weekend that has their seating in the NCAA tournament up in the air. This is a game that Arizona needs, and it really plays into their strengths. USC is a terrible perimeter defensive team, and Arizona is a great three-point shooting team. Also, USC doesn't score well from the outside, and Arizona is really good defensively inside the arc. Wildcats won the first meeting by 15. I see no reason they won't do the same tonight. Home court will make USC more competitive, but this line is just too small. Give me Arizona. I'll give the two. Wisconsin is a four-point dog tonight at home against Purdue. I'm starting to think that Purdue has had an up-close experience with that ball from Space Jam. Just a few weeks ago, this looked like a formidable title contender. And now they've lost three of their last four. Zach Eady is going to be a problem for anyone because of his sheer size and skill. But Wisconsin is very good at forcing turnovers, and the Boilermakers become considerably more generous in that department on the road. Wisconsin needs this game and to win at least twice in the Big Ten tournament to have any chance at the big dance and to possibly save Coach Greg Garb's job. Upset special, give me the Badgers outright. And finally, in the NBA, the Indiana Pacers are a six-point favorite at the San Antonio Spurs. Over-under is 237.5. I'm bringing back an old friend for this game. The San Antonio Spurs could lose to a G League team at this point, and that's not an exaggeration. Watching Greg Popovich coach this team is one of the more painful things I've seen in sports in recent years. Meanwhile, Indiana's looked good since the All-Star break, and don't look now, but there's a pretty good chance that the Pacers will play themselves into the play-in game. One simple reason for that, playing fast really suits this team. That's been a huge problem for the Spurs over the course of the year because they couldn't play dead in the Western defensively, and frankly, they don't have enough scorers either. They are the definition of a gun with no bullets in it. And that's why I'm bringing back the achy breaky, no mistakey for the Indiana Pacers tonight, minus the six. 
I think this is an absolute bloodletting, and I'll go under the 237 and a half. The fourth quarter might look like they let the water boys get some run for the Spurs. For more, follow us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. And as always, Green on Green is brought to you by Ingles Markets. Love the savings with Ingles. Love the winnings with me. Mull it out. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It is the sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, locally on 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. And of course, you can uh, see the sportsocracy live from the Ingalls studio on YouTube each and every afternoon. Just go to thesportsocracy.com. Click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That way you can join us in the chat. Got any questions for the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels? You can get those in in the chat as well as, well, the uh, the the season on a brink has, well, it looks a little bit better than it did, Jones. Uh, what are, what, what, what is the scuttlebutt right now as far as UNC's tournament hopes are concerned? Oh, gosh, Tank, I don't know. You'd probably be better to tell me that than me tell you that. I, I think the Tar Heels understand that they've got to continue to uh, to win. You know, if the tournament was right now, I, I have no idea if Carolina would be in or out. I think they'd certainly be right there on, on that, that hard line and, and probably be one of the last one or two in or one of the first two one or two out at, at this point. But I think – uh, the good news for Carolina is that it uh, still has games to play. And, and also, of course, the other good news is that uh, they've been able to find ways uh, to win some games here and, and got the win over Notre Dame last week, then followed that up with a quality win at home against Virginia and, and then a quick turnaround uh, to beat a Florida State team that I, I do think is talented, obviously hasn't had a very good year record-wise, but um, is a team that, that's dangerous at their place and, and on the back end of a Saturday-Monday turnaround. So I think the good news, that, that's the good news for Carolina, is that it, it's put together some quality play here in the last week plus, um, still has opportunities for quality games, uh, including, of course, Saturday against Duke, and, and then in the ACC tournament. And then you just see where where everything falls after that. And so for the Tar Heels, I think Hubert Davis likes to say that, that he wants to focus on what's real. And what's real for the Tar Heels is that uh, a win on Saturday against Duke would go a long way uh, to them reaching their ultimate goal, and that's having an opportunity uh, in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, one of the biggest woes for the Tar Heels this entire season has been the shooting percentage, especially from long range. Well, uh, in the last two games, looks like that's turned around a bit. Shot 45% or better against Virginia and Florida State from long range. Finally starting to see uh, Pete Nance hit some shots. And, and, and what, is this, uh, what is this about lemon Oreos? That's the, that's the path to making Pete Nance better, apparently. You know, it is so strange. Not the lemon Oreos part, although that <laughs> part is strange. Yeah, right, uh, right. The, the strange part is, tank to me, is how wildly extreme the Tar Heel three-point shooting has been this year. Like, there hadn't been a bunch of games where Carolina's like 7 of 18 or something, which is, you know, or or 8 of 20 from three-point range. It's been, you know, 2 of 23 against Notre Dame. And, and then at that point, Carolina was under 30% 
as a team for the season from, from three-point round. I mean, just awful. And then all of a sudden in these last two games, they're 24 of 51, I think. I think that's the number of these last two games. So, you know, close to 50% as a team. And so, I mean, I, I think the truth is somewhere in between. I, I don't think the Tar Heels are a 50% three-point shooting team. I also don't think they're a 29% three-point shooting team. But to get, to the, to get somewhere in between, that they've had those, those large extremes to meet in the middle instead of having a lot of games right around whatever the average would be. And so it's no secret that when Carolina shoots the ball better, and we talked about this a bunch last week, that um, it's no secret that the Tar Heels are a much better team. They're much harder to, to defend. They're much harder to defeat when, when they can hit some shots. I don't think Carolina has been taking dramatically different shots uh, over the last couple of games. They've just gone in a lot more. And a big part of that is Pete Nance. I, I do think that position for Carolina, the way that Hubert Davis likes to play, or at least likes to play with this group of players, um, that four position is really, really important for that guy to be able to step out and, and hit some shots and loosen things up. And you, you've seen that over the last few games, how it just makes Carolina's offense a different animal um, when you have to worry about a, a, a jump shooter from that spot. In addition to, I think, Pete Nance has also just played better in total. He's handling the basketball better. He's rebounding at a higher level. Um, he's getting to the free throw line more often where he's a good shooter. I mean, just a bunch of other stuff that he's done well, I think, in the last – and it, it was coming, Tank, and, and I think you've just seen it really blossom over the last few games to its full form. Um, but it, it is one of the stranger things for the Tar Heels this year is that it has been just terrible from three-point range or – it's been like the first half against Florida State, where you didn't think they could miss. So um, certainly they're going to need uh, they're going to need to shoot better in this game than they did the first time against Duke. Uh, they'll need to be able to balance that offense out, and that'll be a challenge because Duke is a really good defensive team, and and they certainly understand the value of of slowing down Carolina's outside attack. Well, if you're just joining us, as always on a Thursday afternoon at four o'clock, it's Tar Heel time with Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels. And if you didn't get the uh, the Oreos reference that I made it was so apparently Jones the story was what before the Florida or before the Virginia game uh, Hugh yeah, Davis so brought lemon Oreos to Pete Nance so before the before the Virginia game coach Davis and Pete Nance were just talking and something that Hubert Davis uh, talks uh, to his team about all the time is having those guys come by his office uh, at least once a week during the season more than that in the off season when they're in town and uh, just talking and getting to know one another and having an open dialogue. And so that dialogue can be anything from something serious to, in this case, uh, he and Pete Nance were talking about their favorite type of cookies. And so uh, and Pete Nance mentioned lemon Oreos, which Hubert Davis said he had never heard of before, that he didn't know there was a, a lemon version of the Oreo. And so he went to the, the local Harris Teeter here in Chapel Hill and grabbed a bag and left it for, for Pete Nance before the Virginia game. And then, you know, Pete goes out and goes four for four from three-point range and puts up 22 points and follows that up with uh, a double-double and three more three-pointers against Florida State. And it's funny, Tank, uh, when the team arrived to the hotel in Tallahassee, 
there must have been 30 boxes of lemon Oreos waiting for them at the at the front desk. Hubert Davis said that the president of Harris Teeter called him and sent him 20 boxes of lemon Oreos. Wow. Um, we had the radio show last night just because Carolina played on, on Monday, so we had to move the show to Wednesday this week, and we had packs of lemon Oreos on the table when we got there to the top of the hill. So uh, Carolina fans have uh, had a fun time embracing that, and um, certainly, uh, hey, if it works, then let's all eat lemon Oreos here before Saturday. How over under the number of students who dress up for the Duke game as Oreos? Um, yeah, that, I'm putting that, it at you know what is funny, Tank? The there's a there's a Harris Teeter. I mean, there are obviously several Harris Teeters here in the area, but the one that's closest to campus uh, here in Chapel Hill um, totally sold out of lemon Oreos. They said they have absolutely can't keep them on the shelves nice. here in Chapel Hill. So certainly a popular item now uh, for Carolina fans. Well, that, uh, yeah, it's it, it's a fun little talking point, something to rally around behind, you know, in this this push to the NCAA tournament. According to the latest bracketology by Joe Lenardi of ESPN, the Tar Heels are still the first team out of the 68 team field. Now, a win against Duke, I would think, would probably put them on the positive side of the bubble. A loss, and you got to pull some. You, you, you got to pull a couple of victories, I think, in Greensboro to be able to punch the ticket in. But there again, with the backs against the wall, I mean, as we saw last year, I, I mean, this team was not far off uh, about two weeks ago from where they were last year before they went on the run. That, of course, took them to the uh, to the Final Four. Obviously, the win against Duke, and then to the national championship game against Kansas. Um, you know, obviously, as much as as much as we like to beat Duke, and we're going to see them this Saturday, six thirty here on ESPN Asheville. That's the tip off. Pre-game will start at five thirty. Um, you know, as as much joy as we took in being able to end Coach K's career with the the win against Duke at Cameron in the uh, regular season finale, and then of course in the last game ever that he coached in the Final Four. Uh, you know, it would be a little bit of solace maybe for Duke to be able to pull the win here against the Tar Heels and keep them out of the tournament. But what are we going to be facing X's and O's wise on the floor Saturday? Well, certainly I, I do think both of these teams are playing better now than they were a month ago or whenever it was that, that they met the first time in Durham. Um, you know, Duke's won five in a row and Carolina's won three in a row. Um, and it, it I do think it's funny that everybody wants to bag on how bad the ACC is, but as soon as Duke wins five in a row, uh, we hear about how they're the hottest team in the country. And and I, I don't say that as a negative towards Duke because they are playing very well. I, I just don't I don't quite understand which side of the narrative that that the ACC this season falls. But um, what I do know is that Duke is playing some really good basketball. They have, at least in my opinion, and again, this is I have not watched every second of every Duke game, um, but they, they seem to be being successful uh, through some really good defense. They're the top offensive rebounding team in the ACC. In fact, these are the top two offensive rebounding teams. State's really good offensive rebounding team this year, too, um, in the ACC. And so that'll be an important thing to, to keep an eye on. This is not the, this is not the shoot a bunch of three-pointers, uh, uh, Duke team that maybe you think about from the last uh, couple of years 
it is, and by couple, I'm, I'm talking like 10 or 15 years, that this team is much more based on getting into the paint with the drive. Um, you know, they use that lob really effectively to Lively. Derek Lively is having a, a really terrific uh, last month of the regular season for them. And, and they are so stingy defensively. And, you know, Carolina only scored 57 points. That's the lowest the Heels have scored this year in the game over in Durham a couple weeks ago. And so um, that, that, to me, is the real key, Tank, is can Carolina's offense um, find some rhythm? Because we have seen, not just in that Duke game, but other times, that, that Carolina can look really, really clunky offensively, and then there's some times where the Tar Heels look terrific offensively. Uh, a lot of that goes back to our initial discussion about the three-point shooting. Um, I do think that has made a big difference in making Carolina's offense look better here over the last week plus, is that they've been able to hit some shots. And so that'll be important for the Tar Heels in this particular game. Uh, Jeremy Roach uh, certainly has had a great year. Um, I thought he was the most – he and Lively were the two most impactful players for Duke in the game in Cameron. You know, Roach really controlled the action for them, um, made a couple big shots late, made a big, uh, some big free throws late for them in that six-point win. So that'll be uh, an important matchup, he and R.J. Davis, to keep an eye on because um, I do think Roach got the better of that matchup in the first meeting. And so um, can Carolina's offense get moving? Can R.J. Davis and, you know, can he outplay, play Jeremy Roach to, to a stalemate, something like that? And then finally, can the Tar Heels have success around the rim? Because you know, Lively blocked eight shots in that game in Cameron and is such a force with his length and shot-blocking ability. Armando Baycott has struggled throughout his Carolina career against um, really long athletic shot blockers. You saw it uh, on Monday night in Tallahassee, didn't even have a field goal in that game. Uh, just the second time in his Carolina career that he's played the full game, so not, you know, didn't get injured early in the game and, and didn't have a field goal. And the other time was back in his freshman year. So um, can he and others have success around the rim, or how do you find ways to have success uh, with Lively uh, being such a terrific shot blocker down low? As the season wraps up on Saturday with the Duke game, it's almost time to turn our eyes to the ACC tournament. Um, are, are we locked into the seven seed, or are there seeding implications with the Duke game? Yeah, so Carolina can still be anywhere from the six to the eight seed. Um, tank. Now, I think the easy way to think about it is if Carolina wins on Saturday, it is likely – not 100%, but it is likely going to be the number six seed in the tournament. The other key part of that would be Virginia winning, and they host Louisville, who, of course, has had a, a terrible season. Um, so that would be where I say it's not guaranteed, but it's likely. Mm -hmm. So if Virginia wins and Carolina wins, then the Tar Heels are the six. If they lose, there is a way for them to fall to the eight, but that would involve, again, Louisville beating Virginia. Again, unlikely, not impossible, but unlikely. Um, so I think the easiest way to think about it is if the Tar Heels win, they are more than likely going to be the six. If they lose, they are more than likely going to be the seven um, with the, the slight possibility that they could fall to the eight if, if a bunch of crazy stuff happened. Yeah, uh, you are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels. I can't wait. Uh, ACC tournament's always great, and it's always great when it's uh, – at, right at our back door in Greensboro, as it should be. Um, 
Jim Beheim, you can you can go pound sand. Uh, <laughs> that's I think that's one of the things I'm most most looking forward to is just seeing the sad face on Jim Beheim when he loses whenever it's going to be in Greensboro because I know how much he hates the tournament being in Greensboro. Uh, but anyway, I will I, I won't let you comment on that. Obviously, you. Yeah. I mean, unless you want to, you want to throw some. Well, I, I will say this. No, I'll say this. I, <laughs> I, I am a kid that grew up in North Carolina, um, and so Greensboro and the Greensboro Coliseum to me will always be the the home, the home for the ACC tournament. Yes. As college athletics has changed, as the landscape of the ACC has changed, and, and we know the future of the ACC is is uncertain at this point in time. Um, but any time the tournament is in Greensboro, I think that's a good thing. And I think even as the tournament has expanded, and you know, it, I know it's going to the ACC is finding um, a new home in Charlotte, and and I'm sure the tournament's going to be there a bunch. As it makes sense for it to be in Charlotte as well. I'm glad that Greensboro is still going to be in that conversation and be in that rotation. And even if it isn't there as frequently as it has been in the past, it it, it should be there some. Now, I am personally don't I I don't love it when it goes to Brooklyn. I don't love it when it goes to Tampa or wherever. You know, it's been a couple weird times. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I to me, it, North Carolina is the home of the ACC. I understand the other schools uh, feel like the North Carolina teams get a, a large advantage when it's in this state, um, but it, it just to me feels like uh, Greensboro, Charlotte. You know, th- those places make sense for the tournament to be played there. And I know both those places are going to host it a bunch um, in the near future. And, and to me, that's how it should be. Yeah, I even got down with Atlanta. Like, you want to throw it in Atlanta every, sure. uh, every now and then. Sure. But once you go to Tampa, Washington, D.C., Brooklyn, I, I, Madison Square Garden, I think we've uh, we've done that once. It's just it needs to be in North Carolina now and forever. Um, it, it, but that's just my opinion. Uh, anyhow, uh, I am looking forward to seeing Jim Beheim lose on the first day of the tournament in Greensboro. It's just going to give me a, a, a nice little chuckle. Uh, but <laughs> Jones, we will, uh, we will hear from you on Saturday as we get ready for the Duke game and, uh, talk to you next Thursday. Sounds good. Tank. Talk to you soon. You are in the sportsocracy and it is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400 more combine action coming your way next. The madness starts this week. It's College Basketball Tournament Week on News Radio 570, WWNC, and ESPN Asheville. We get it started Friday at 11:30 on ESPN Asheville with the Bulldogs' opening game in the Big South Tournament from Charlotte. The Southern Conference Tournament gets rolling on Saturday on ESPN Asheville with quarterfinal action and continuing on News Radio 570, WWNC through Sunday. So tune in this weekend to catch all the action. Our Big South and SoCon tournament coverage is brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low price. Love the savings. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. 
I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years, but the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. The sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Yes, once again, uh, iHeartRadio Asheville going to be your home for college basketball over the next few days. Starting tomorrow at noon will be the first game of the Big South Conference Tournament. That's going to be on 570, correct, Jeremy? No, it will be on ESPN uh, tomorrow. Okay. Then we'll be on 570 over the weekend. Okay. All right, so tomorrow... And that will be with me, so you'll be able to hear me at 11.30 kicking off that action tomorrow, and that will allow you to hear what I sound like in the morning. Indeed, tomorrow is the noon tip-off of the opener of the Big South Conference Tournament in Charlotte as the UNC Asheville Bulldogs, the number one overall seed, will get a chance at redemption. Playing against Charleston Southern in the opening round, it was last year where Charleston Southern pulled the upset on UNC Asheville in the first round of the tournament. Uh, surprise ending to the season, disappointing nonetheless uh, for Mike Morrell and his Bulldogs. But now you've already got postseason play sewn up with the regular season championship. You know you're going to the NIT. You will be involved in that in some, in, 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 unless you win the conference tournament and you can punch a ticket to the big dance. Well, they have a uh, uh, a secret weapon that they didn't have last year. They got me and my meatball sandwich. <laughs> Old Flo Stradamus bringing the good luck each and every game. So, again, tomorrow at noon, 1130, will be the pregame start time here on ESPN Asheville as the Bulldogs take on Charleston Southern. Then on Saturday, Bulldogs win. They play again at noon on Saturday in Charlotte. And then you've got uh, also at noon starting the SOCON tournament, all the quarterfinal games, all four of them will be uh, on our airwaves. We got semifinal action on Sunday. I will be at the Harris Cherokee Event Center live when UNCA is not playing. Uh, two games in the uh, SOCON semifinals, obviously, on Sunday. We're going to be live down at the uh, Harris Cherokee Center, Asheville, starting, of course, at 3 o'clock on Monday, leading up to uh, the doors opening for the championship game uh, as somebody will punch their ticket here in Asheville. You don't want to miss out on that. Get your tickets today. Plenty of tickets still available to watch the uh, SoCon tournament un- uh, unveil itself before us here at the Harris-Cherokee Center, Asheville. Don't forget uh, to be a part of the action this weekend. I mean, it's, it's, it's a whole lot of fun. you got the Ingalls fan zone out there at Harris-Cherokee Where Center, they apparently Asheville. got like a full half court that you can just – Get some J's up on it. I fully plan on doing that over the weekend. A hundred percent. We will be looking forward to that. Absolutely. Um, you also got, uh, there's special things going on all weekend long. Saturday is going to be the um, downtown, uh, the dribble. downtown dribble in the morning. 
It's also superhero day. So if you got kids that are into superheroes, they're encouraged to come dressed like their favorite superhero. Oh, wait. So that doesn't involve me. Hey, you can. So if I show up dressed as Batman, I'm, uh, I think that would be brilliant. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I'm that stereotypical guy that I don't fit into the one size fits most costume. <laughs> so I'll end up like Jim Brewer used to say, where my, I look like pigeon man. <laughs> <laughs> my ears are stuck straight back yeah 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 uh superhero day there will be superheroes there from uh beer city comic-con they'll be going around the, the the stadium with all of the mascots and such it's gonna be a fun day for all of the kitties on saturday uh at the big Sa- or excuse me at the socon tournament the ingles socon basketball championships uh, live at the Harris Cherokee Center, Asheville. Again, get your tickets today. And if uh, Tank will not be there till Monday because he's running these, uh, he's running the games for radio. Yes. Uh, but if you see me at the Harris Cherokee Event Center, feel free to come up and say something. Because seemingly every year somebody will message me on Twitter and go, "Hey, I, I saw you." And my exact response is, "Why did you not come? Like, say hi." I don't bite. Yeah. I'm a much nicer person in public, or or in uh, person, at least from what I've been told. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, the regular season finale of the UNC uh, the UNC Tar Heels against Duke, five thirty start right here on ESPN Asheville on Saturday. So basketball galore for the next uh, few days here on the iHeart Radio airwaves. It is just underwear Olympics galore up in Indianapolis as uh, the NFL combine is underway and jeremy do we have our first winner of the combine so far jalen redmond the defensive tackle out of oklahoma he is tops in just about everything right now he's he ran just a hair slower actually two tenths of a second slower than kalijah cancy or excuse no it's tenths 4.6 to 4.8 that's tenths kalijah cancy ran a 475 Four seven three. Sorry. Oh well, the the screen I'm looking at has updated to four six seven. No. So that might have been his second attempt. Second attempt was four seven three. Okay. Anyway, uh, the NFL website currently says that he ran a four six seven. Jalen Redmond ran a four eight one. Jalen Redmond tops in the vertical for defensive tackles at a thirty four and a half inch vertical. He got a 9-8 broad jump, which is tops in the class. I mean, this kid's top three in everything. So, is he your early winner? He would be the early for the defensive tackles. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he's – but he's a little he's a little on the light side. I think he probably fits as a 3-4 defensive end in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys that you got to be careful. All right, you saw this last year with Perry and Winfrey. Now, he's – Perry and Winfrey is smaller than him. You put a guy like this in the middle of a 4-3 and they just run down his throat. Now, you looked at me funny when I said, yeah, 290 is a little light for a defensive tackle. Yeah, he's 6'2", 291. I mean, that's it's a not little. It's a little light. Look at him standing next to Siaki Aika and tell me, oh, yeah. That's a... <laughs> Who, by the way, I think Siaki Aika was wearing your Taylor Swift shirt for his workout. He was wearing a shirt that came to about his first rib. Can I just say... That's not a good look on anybody our size. Ever. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Stop that. No. But I thought that's what, isn't that what made you fall in love with John Ridgway last year? No. See, seeing John, him with the belly hanging out no, at the combine? The thing that made me fall in love with John Ridgway was I'm pretty sure there are some people that you just look at and go, 
That kid's fought a cow at some point, <laughs> and he's one of those. Right. Uh, John Ridgeway is one of those people you do not want to see in a dark alley. Right, so the he is uh, it's a, that's a mean dude. The defensive tackles are wrapping up all their on-field drills. Uh, I, I don't see any, uh, any numbers registered for the bench press yet, so they may still have that left to go. But the edge rushers will be coming up next. Yep. And... Which edge rushers do we need to be looking at? Obviously, the top ones in the draft, you're going to get the eyeballs there, but maybe some deeper choices that we aren't paying attention to. We'll get into those up next here on ESPN Asheville. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need Simple Checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800 627 1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next? Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. It is the Sportsocracy coming to you live from the Ingalls studio, and we've got a big event coming up at Bank of America Stadium this fall. No, it's not the start of the NFL regular season or the spring training or the, uh, excuse me, training. I was about to say spring training. The, the, is not the preseason games or what, whatever. It's, it's none of those. It's the keep pounding high school classic. Yeah. So they're going to be hosting a high school game at Bank of America Stadium this summer. Notice I said this summer. This is the part that that gets me. Like, I don't understand having a kickoff game to the high school football season in an NFL stadium. I, I mean, we know from following high school football, uh, uh, you know, around the country, you have a lot of, like, state championship games that are held at major stadiums like this. But I think this is the first time I've ever seen an actual, like, Okay, so the Carolina Panthers, for the first time ever, are going to be hosting a high school game, and it's going to be on August the 19th. Saturday, August the 19th at 7 o'clock, you're going to have the Northwestern Trojans taking on the Providence Day Chargers. Northwestern was the runner-up last year in the 4A state championship. Providence was the or they went back-to-back with their state championship in the NCISAA, so the independent schools. Supposedly supposed to be a good matchup between two state championship caliber programs that were a combined 26-3 and last season. Here's the good thing. It won't cost you much if you want to experience this. $5 a ticket. 
That's not bad. Like, I'm not the business guy. When David Tepper came in and said, I'm going to bring major events to Bank of America Stadium, I, I was, was thinking, thinking Luke Combs. Right. I was thinking like Luke Combs, Garth Brooks, Billy Joel concerts, more of more of that, less of high school football. Mm. Don't denigrate Billy Joel. You're you're mm. you're gonna show your ignorance. Mm. Luke Combs, all the way in. Garth Brooks, mostly all the way in. Billy Joel. I have to wash my hair that day. <laughs> well, you personally, sure. The only thing I know about Billy Joel is uh, Piano Man, which is the most meandering, irritating song in the history of time. Oh, I love that song. And then the the stuff and stuff, history and stuff. That, yeah. <laughs> we didn't start the fire. We didn't start the fire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the only thing I know about that song is that it gets stuck in my head and I don't know any of the words. So it's... <laughs> so you do the Family Guy? Thing. Yeah, exactly. You saw it on I, Family I, Guy, and now no, you no, have no. To do I that. did that long before that ever happened, and then I went, "Oh, I'm not the only one." Mister Reed stuff. Anyway, my story is about cycling, which you know that if I'm telling a story about cycling, it has to be pretty stupid. Uh, it's about Cat uh, Katarina Nash. She's a mountain biker and a cross country skier who has represented the Czech Republic in five Olympics, medalist. Very famed 45-year-old Olympian. Mm -hmm. Well, she has gotten on the wrong side of the U.S. anti-doping agency. She threw a positive test for a a banned substance. Okay. She told them, I've never taken this substance. Vehement in that. So they go down the path, look at all the things in her house. They they figure out where it came from. Well, they, they figured it out. Okay. She didn't take it was in a medication she gave to her dog. And apparently, her dog doesn't like medicine, like many dogs. Mm-hmm. So it wound up on her hands. And apparently, because she didn't immediately wash her hands, it seeped into her skin, which threw a positive test. Now, one would think that once we figure this out, what should happen with that positive test? Oh, you throw it out. It's what you think. Yeah. But that's not what's happening. Throw it out and retest. So that's not what's happening. So they, they have not given her the four-year doping sanction which is what was that's where they were headed where she wouldn't be able to compete for four years they figured all this out they went nope you're good but the mark still stays on her official record with Mm -hmm. the anti-doping agency which is yep that's stupid that's 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 real dumb and that's why most people don't care about your sport right it doesn't make a whole lot of sense no that's dumb You, you gave a medicine to your dog well, you proved it. You tested it. You found the substance. And when you asked her, yeah, my, my, my dog doesn't like medicine. It's just a bit of a battle trying to get the dog to take. Did they, did they say what it was? Was it like just some kind of steroid that the dog was having to take? or? Uh, apparently, it's an ailing dog named Ruby. I am not seeing the drug. I don't know yeah. that they released it. I mean, I wouldn't know the name of the drug anyway. I'm just trying to think, like, is this something that could be... It's related to human growth hormone and so okay. All right. See, that's that's what I was looking for. Was what's the connection here between the dog medicine and the benefit for the athlete? Because I'm sure if it will help, uh, somebody's going to figure out how to do it. Somebody will figure out how to make dog HGH work for you. Players constantly finding ways to get around the rules since sports began. But yeah, once I, I mean, if they're going to buy the story and they're going to confirm the story, then 
they need to take Has that to off the record. Yeah. Uh, Crazy Blade in our YouTube comment said Tank likes Piano Man. I'm sure he does. I love Piano Man. Uh, I love Billy Joel. Moving Out, best song. Never heard it. Yes, you have. You just don't know. I'm, uh, I told you, I know Piano Man, uh, history and stuff. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, that, oh, family. you do Family Guy references. So there was one where Peter took Lois's dad, Carter, to uh, an adult club and a, a gentleman's club. Okay. And he had a heart attack, ack, 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 ack. Yes. And that's from Moving Out. Uh, that's a Billy Joel song. Ah. Uh, you ought to know by now. It is the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, and it's time for this. Who's going to break the news? 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 So we actually have two bits of breaking news that were just put out by Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. Okay. The first, we already knew the Chicago Bears were willing to move down from number one. We can now add the Arizona Cardinals. Ready to they move are, down from three. This is a direct this is a direct fallout from Jalen Carter. If you remember when I st- when we started this show, I said I don't think this was the greatest idea for him to go back. I promise you Arizona was the first team in the room with him. If it wasn't, it was Chicago. Mm-hmm. Weird. It's the two teams that are talking about moving down. Their big drawback, the reason that Arizona did not want to do this. They didn't want to move was because they wanted one of these two guys. Now they're not sure, so sure that they can get one sitting at three, so they're willing to listen. This is a weak draft at the top. Take all of that information and always just draw a conclusion from it because usually you can read tea leaves. This Jalen Carter thing came out 24 hours ago. Now Arizona, who had been vehement they weren't moving, now they're open to listening. Mm-hmm. That tells me this did not go as well as you would want it to. With the prospect that Will Will Anderson could be off the board, I could I could see if that. If Chicago moves to yeah. two, Will Anderson's going to Chicago. Yeah. And then you're sitting well, there making even, the decision on Jalen Carter and you're willing to move I was out. Say even if they stay at one. I said this yesterday. I don't I don't see a path where Jalen Carter can be the number one pick again. I do. Or this year. I do. I feel like a lot would have to happen in the next few weeks to completely scrub that from the minds of the front offices. Well, if he doesn't go, if if Jalen Carter falls, what happened with with the accident is just the that was the the tipping point. There were already questions about his personality. There were questions about his maturity level. There have been a lot of talks about your Georgia Bulldogs from mm-hmm. people that I know in Indianapolis mm-hmm. of what is going on with this program. Seemingly, every guy that has come out that's been a first or second day pick in the last two years has had some kind of character red flag so just something to put in your hat on the other side of this is daniel jones and his new representation are making significant headway with new york giants oh are they did they finally agree to the dollar general deal uh that's a really nice way of saying the agency uh started putting feelers out there hey hey you need a quarterback what you give my guy eleven dollars Exactly. Okay. Call the Giants back. They found out that their windows not between thirty-five and forty million dollars. They found out that their windows more like twenty to twenty-eight. I don't know that it's that high. Really? Geno Smith and Daniel Jones have the exact same problem. You don't mm-hmm. have a market. Mm-hmm. You don't have a market. 
nobody's going to commit the money and the years other than the team you're with. So you have absolutely no leverage. Okay. All right. The edge rushers getting ready to uh, take the field in Indianapolis for the 2023 NFL Draft Combine. Who are you excited to see? Lucas Van Ness. Guy from Iowa. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't, he's didn't. This is the kid that didn't play a whole lot. He was like a, a situational pass rusher, but had like the highest pass rush win rate of anybody in history. Right? Yes, he is. Uh, and then he came to the combine and has eleven inch hands and thirty four inch arms at six five two seventy. Yeah, I want to see the workout. Uh, what he can do in the positional drills will uh, that will go a long way because you got to understand there's just no there's not the depth of tape on this guy where. I, I I see the high side. I haven't seen enough of you to see the warts. And that can work one of two ways. You can either go Vernon Golston, where I've seen the good, and that's enough. Or it can scare you off of, okay, this is the devil I know versus the devil I don't know. I So Mel put out the, the mock, and Will McDonald goes eight. That's his guy that screams up boards. I think it's Lucas Fitness. Okay. I think he is going to do something in the next... 57 minutes that is going to skyrocket him up the board. Okay. After Lucas Van Ness, who's on your radar? Is it Isaiah Foskey? Isaiah Foskey. He's a guy that I I just, I don't have the same beat on him that other people do. He's going to have to stand up. Mm -hmm. There's just, there's no doubt about that. I am curious if, when I get a player like this that I know is going to be is going to be situational to a point, I need to see the high level athleticism. the 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 Elvis Doomerville days those are done. That's always my favorite one because everybody remembers that he was five five eleven. Mm-hmm. Those days are over. If you want to be a situational pass rusher in this league, your physical attributes are going to have to be superhuman. Now, could Foskey do that? Yeah, he could. Do I? have a great read that that's how this is going to go no curious to see how uh andre carter who we talked about earlier nolan smith that's a name i'm just going to keep coming back to because mm-hmm. and look i was down on him after the injury and then i heard him talk at the combine yesterday and that got me to go back and look at the film and now i'm okay why was i so down on him again like i know there was a reason but i don't know what it was i haven't been able to figure that out didn't have the highest level production it took him forever to get on the field i mean it, it, trust me i still have the notes so mm-hmm. i know what it was mm-hmm. but now i'm going back looking at the tape and that's really what the combine's good for by the way oh look how good he runs in shorts yeah so did vernon gulston how'd that work out right so did don terry poe uh okay went to the league couldn't play dead in a western sorry carolina but that's what this does and, and friends of mine in this community that's what we that's what we talk about is you see a guy at the combine and you're like, wait a minute, something, something's – this math ain't mathing. Mm-hmm. And you go back and look at a guy, you take that extra look, and now all of a sudden, oh, oh, I have I have missed a thing. One name I have to ask you about is personal reasons because he didn't go to that school, but his brother went to that school, and it's B.J. B. Ojolari. B.J. Ojolari, yeah. I mean – Early in the process, like last year when they started doing all the mock drafts, B.J. Ojolari was like a top 13, top 15 pick. Yeah, but you just never saw him turn the corner. Mm -hmm. He's one of those that I know he has the – I mean, look, there are guys that love him. The analytics guys love him. I 
I am in like with him. I'm not in love with him. I, I think he can do high-level things in the NFL, but he is, to me, he's the definition of situational pass rusher. And can he come in and be, and I, this is a lazy comparison because they went to the same school, can he be what Arden Key was last year with the Jaguars? Mm-hmm. Can he be that guy that comes off, plays 25, 35 snaps a game, and just see ball, get ball? Right. Because that's what he's going to do in his league. I mean, measured it, I think, 246, 248, 6'2", 248. That's not going to high-level hang up for, for a three-down lineman mm-hmm. in this league. I know the league's getting smaller. I get that. We had a linebacker way in at 215. So, I get it. The league's getting smaller and faster. But even then, I'm going to need to see you do something special. He would be another guy that I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the workout. And I hope I see something that gets me to, to go back and really examine it. Uh, you're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN. Asheville Edge Rushers coming up next to do the drills in Indianapolis. The linebackers will be after that. We will talk about the linebacker class in the third hour of the program coming up in just a little bit we'll be right back if cleanliness is next to godliness look around the car right now is that very godly look life comes at you fast but so does wnc auto detailing they have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor you don't believe me check them out on instagram all that filth and years of stains disappear wnc auto detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction and they do wax and ceramic coatings call wnc auto detailing at 455-3700 premium care with a southern hospital Hospitality Touch. Make sure you're at the Harris Cherokee Center, Asheville, March the 2nd through the 6th for the 2023 Ingalls SoCon Basketball Championships. Experience fun for the whole family as your favorite teams compete for the championship and a berth in the NCAA tournament. While you're there, visit the Ingalls Fan Zone at the tournament for lots of fun, games, prizes, and more. The 2023 Ingalls SoCon Basketball Championships. For more information, visit SoConHoops.com. That's SoConHoops.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. Hello, everybody. This is good old J.R. Jim Ross, WWE Hall of Famer. Boy, these boys are smart. You talk about Goofy and a pet coon. Let me tell you something. This show is a legitimate slobber knocker. Now, when I arrived at the Ingalls studio this afternoon, I was immediately met at the door with a quiz from Flostradamus. Now, uh, I can always tell that this is usually going to go down a path that I don't expect when he throws out a question to me. So we had another franchise tag used today, and it was a team in the AFC. Can you guess what player? I could not. I nope. went through about five guys. And then when he told me that it was the Jacksonville Jaguars using the franchise tag, I still couldn't figure it out. And then he told me, Evan Ingram, going to get the franchise tag from the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll put him at $11.345 million on this upcoming NFL season. He had a career year last year with Trevor Lawrence. And 
Greatest year for a tight end in Jacksonville Jaguars history. He didn't really have a lot of competition. Beating out New York Jets legend, Dairy Bust Kyle Brady. <laughs> 73 catches for over, what, 770 yards, 766, actually, just under 770 yards last year. Um, I, look, I've heard a lot of talk that there's not going to be a ton of franchise tags. That's not what I keep hearing. Mm-hmm. When, when I talk to people that are in the know here, you're not letting good players get to free agency because there is a ton of money out there to spend. And there's not a lot of people out there to spend it on. Right. So if you let a guy get to free agency, don't be shocked when you don't get him back. I've heard that with Cincinnati with Jesse Bates. Well, his play was not as great this year. Yeah, okay. He's still a top 10 safety in this league. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if you let him hit the open market, he will end up with Washington Commanders for a number that is going to blow your mind. So I, I get it. I, I knew that you wouldn't get to Evan Ingram, but no. the more I thought about it, the more I went, yeah, I get it. I mean, I feel like that's a little much to pay for Evan Ingram, but there again, I you know, and I wasn't. But it's wrong. for a year, I, right? I wasn't. I wasn't wrong about the franchise tag used last year on Mike Gesicki by the Miami Dolphins because that didn't work out well. But no, not, but it, that was a poor scheme fit with a new coach. Right. I'm not. I'm not saying that you could just chalk up. Oh, using the franchise tag on a tight end after that was you know that proves that you shouldn't do it. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. It just feels like a little much. And did Evan Ingram do enough this past year to change the narrative on him when he came out of New York? He did enough to make you think he could be a piece moving forward, so use the franchise tag on him. Now, there is a converse of this. Mm -hmm. Jacksonville had two high-end free agents. Evan Ingram, Jawan Taylor. Yes. They knew one of these guys is hitting the market. Whoever gets there is going to get an offer that we can't match. And they made a decision. We're okay losing Juwan Taylor. Got Cam Robinson coming back. Got Walker Little that can play on the right. And they have one of the most – they have one of the strangest offensive lines I think I've ever seen in my life. Number one highest graded pass blocking unit in the league. Dead last run blocking unit in the league. And it ain't close. And that's just – I actually like this for Jacksonville. I think that's who they should have brought back. Let Jawan Taylor hit the market. Let somebody ever pay him. And I promise you, they're going to. Well, when you saw Trevor Lawrence take a turn, take a turn for the better this year, you knew you had to keep his weapons around him. So Evan Ingram now comes back. You still got Christian Kirk. Still got Zay Jones, and you're adding Calvin Ridley next year. It's a pretty good start for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville Sports Center update coming up next. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Welcome back into the sportsocracy. It is ESPN Asheville. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app is the sportsocracy coming to you live from the angle studio heard locally 92.9 fm 880 am and 1400 and of course you can watch us on youtube whenever we are live just go to the sportsocracy.com click that live video link subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat all your thoughts about the draft season your draft questions and all of that you can get those into the chat 
And Flostradamus will answer all of those as he is at ESPN Draft Nerd. Old Draftmas Tree, old Draftmas Tree. Is the official start of the season. How lovely are thy prospects. The beginning of the draft advent calendar. As the combine kicks off in Indianapolis, Indiana, we've already seen defensive tackles on the field for the drills. The edge rushers are out on the field right now, and apparently someone just broke Jeremy's brain. Uh, I, I can never pronounce this guy's first name, but uh, Adeboare from Northwestern. Yeah, he just ran a 4-5 flat to start the edge rushers. Woo! Yeah. We're off to a, off to a doozy of a start. I knew he was moving. It was like quick and fast, had a baby named Speedy. Let's go. Uh, I'm not going to lie. The 40 at the combine is one of those things. It's like Nancy Reagan used to say about pornography. I, <laughs> I can't tell you what it is, but I can t- but I know what it is when I see it. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how fast a guy is running, but I can tell you when he's running really fast for how big he is. So the uh, the edge rushers are on the field. We will uh, we will look ahead at the linebackers that are going to take the field later on this evening in Indianapolis for their drills. We'll keep you up to date on the edge rushers and what they're doing, as well as look ahead at the linebackers class with Jeremy coming up later on in the program. We've got a lot to do in this hour, so no daily draft today because we've got team-by-team off-season previews that we have to get in today to stay on schedule here. I'm not sure what we're staying on schedule for, but we've doing, we're have doing we doing two-a-days, so we've got to continue. Well, we're, we're trying <laughs> to get through them all uh, by the time free agency starts on the 13th. Uh, Miami Dolphins, that's uh, our next team up here. They Well, they show up at number 21 in the draft order. The, yeah, they had to forfeit but their pick. you did a... You did a boo-boo, you did a crimes, and you had that first-round pick taken away from you for for flirting with Sean Payton and flirting with Tom Brady. Right. So the Miami Dolphins, with this this offseason looming here, you obviously have the questions at quarterback with Tua Tungavailoa, what's his health going to be like? They're not going to make a move here. I mean, they're going to bring in a – uh a a good backup yeah the 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 things coming out of miami are really weird with tua the, it, because it's so non-committal they don't know what's going on with his health mm-hmm. they want him to be the quarterback for a long time but but you can't count on his health at this point i mean concussions are the one thing and the nfl doesn't want to mess with and i get that the team staff is, it, it, you know, they got to be vigilant. They've already taken the heat for the two, you know, for Tua getting the back-to-back concussions early in the season, and then he had another one. Like, you you got to protect yourself somehow, some way. So, do they go after? Who do they go after? Who who could be the backup quarterback that they could bring in? I mean, you could go Carson Wentz. It, to me, you have to spend a ridiculous amount of money on backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's what derailed you last year. Because the minute Tua went down, it was just obvious this team was different. Right. We got to say, look, I, I've said this about Miami. I'm going to continue saying it. I think you might be in the worst position you can possibly be in, and you might be in the worst position in the NFL. Your team is expensive. You are capped out on what you can do because you have no money, mm-hmm. you have no draft capital. And where exactly does this team fit? I'm not sure they're not the worst team in their own division going into next year. I mean, they could be. I don't 
foresee that. I think New England's going to take a, that spot. I would say it's a 40% likelihood that Miami's the worst team in this division next year. And that's not a bad percentage. Because I cannot count on Tua. Mm-hmm. If if you told me he played 17 games, okay, then I'm too high on that. Right. But what do you do? All right, you're going to kick in the fifth-year option. I don't think that's ever been more of a given than than it is with Tua. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only thing that's going to protect you. Well, you I mean, cannot give him the long-term deal right now. Right, and when he was healthy last year, he was pretty good. He was good. Your receiving core is – you've invested a lot in your receiving core. Mm-hmm. You Would you like to hear the list of running backs that they have under contract for next year? Yes. Would you like to hear it again? None of them? They don't have one. Really? Not They don't even have one. Salvon Ahmed? Nope. Not one running back is actively – under contract for this team going into next year okay so you're gonna have to figure out something there i don't think this defense is very good i mean yes they're very good at beating bad teams but i i just feel like miami is one of those i i feel like they have been put in a round room and told to sit in the corner well but there's not a corner you figure it out mm-hmm. you figure it out but because there's just not a solution you cannot move off to him because what if you do and he goes somewhere else and is successful, everybody in the building is LMNO fire. Yes. If you stick with him and he gets concussed week one of next year, your season's over before the first 60 minutes elapsed. Mm-hmm. Because what are you going to do? I mean, you asked me who's the backup quarterback. Carson Wentz is probably the best case scenario. Okay. I mean, I don't like it, but okay. All right, so give me a better one. I, I have no idea. I, I mean, would this be a landing spot for Jimmy Garoppolo? or Why would Jimmy Garoppolo leave one place where he got ousted as the starter for another where he doesn't even go in as the starter? <laughs> I don't know. Is he going to get that starter job somewhere? I Is mean, Miami going to give him $25 million? No. Okay, then uh, somebody next. Will. You, somebody will is what you're no saying. No doubt. Okay. It's probably going to be the Jets, too. Uh, your team is – you shut your <laughs> – I, I will no, – I mean, Derek Carr – Judy chop you in the look, head. Look, Derek Carr goes to Tampa, and Aaron Rodgers goes to the Carolina Panthers, and then the Jets are right there with Super Bowl-winning quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. That's how that works. Yeah, I got news for you. If, uh, if Aaron Rodgers went on his darkness retreat and comes back and goes, well, I don't want to play for the Jets – Hold that car. Give him anything he wants. <laughs> give him whatever he wants. I don't care if he wants an ownership stake in the team. Give it to him. Right. I don't know what to do. I, I, I mean, the Miami Dolphins are, like you said, they're stuck with Tua. The, this <laughs> is the old rule. Uh, this Colin Coward rule. Mm-hmm. If it takes me more than a sentence to explain you, then you're probably not very good. Right. And Miami is in that boat. What do they do well? I mean, they pass the ball really well. If they have a quarterback. If they have a quarterback. See, anything that has this many commas is not a strength. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll give you an example. The Baltimore Ravens. Hey, they run the ball really well. End of message, repeat the line. Yep. No J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, still do it fine. Mm-hmm. No Lamar Jackson. Yeah, still do it fine. Mm-hmm. Miami is, okay, we are hinging our entire franchise on the health of of possibly the most injury-prone quarterback in the NFL. But it's concussion. I get it. Facts don't care about your feelings. Right. All right? It's not it's a kid that had three concussions in one year. Right. You got to go get another starter. Or not another starter. You got to go get another quarterback who could be the starter. Because that's, I mean, it's not Skylar Thompson. 
it, it's not, but then you run into the, but who is it? It's like when children get angry at things. Okay, I understand that you're angry, but what is your solution? Well, I don't have one. Then stop right. being angry. Are we going to gear it back up for Jacoby Brissett again? I mean, we've already seen that. And, and that wasn't even in this system. So now he's going to have to come through and learn the system. And how much better is he, honestly, than Teddy Bridgewater? Not much. There you go. If, well, I was going to say if any, I think he is a little better. And every team in your division is, well, one team in your division is markedly better than they were a year ago. Another has money and bill. And the other is the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I forgot to mention, you're in the best conference in the history of this sport. You chose a bad time to go all in. Mm -hmm. and, and look, I take absolutely no joy in being right. Yeah, right. Sorry, I was looking around for lightning. Right, where's the the lightning uh, bolts going to strike there's, down? There's soon. big lightning towers out in the field out there, so I felt pretty safe saying that. <laughs> I tried to tell you this when they went after Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. All right, so you give $30 million to a receiver. Great, you throw the ball tremendously. You got absolutely annihilated in draft pick compensation. So now you have any picks. Mm -hmm. You add that into losing the pick. All right, so now how am I going to make this team better? Did you ever at any point look at the Miami Dolphins last year and go, they're a threat to win the AFC? No. Is there any shot of them being better next year than they, are, than they were last year? No. That's the definition of NFL purgatory. And you did it to yourself because you tried to jump out of line. You were developing nicely, and then you just give up a, just a litany of picks for, for the middle-aged wide receiver who's going to age like a dairy product. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I, I mean, I'm I'm sure you're really going to enjoy nine and eight and ten and seven. Those will be let the good times roll. You're going to age like a dairy product too. Mm -hmm. And now you've got a quarterback that absolutely threw a wrench into your little plan. You've got a coach that I'm not a hundred percent sure that you're totally invested in. There were still rumors that they were flirting with Sean Payton in the offseason. Mm -hmm. As you would. Not if you were just, not if you were sold on this coach. There's a stark difference between Mike McDaniel and Sean Payton. Okay, let me let me let, let me make an analogy because that's what I do. All right, you're you're in a new relationship and things are going really, really well. And you're on Facebook Messenger at 1 o'clock in the morning with the you up. Mm -hmm. That tell me that you feel really good about the relationship you're in? No, not necessarily. But well, That's oh, exactly what you just did. Let me use the, let me use the analogy as well. Um, you've got a list in your pocket, don't you? Don't you carry a list in your wallet like Ross from Friends? Of if, it, you know, if it, we just so happen to run into these people at some point, they're fair game. Yeah, but you're not leaving your spouse for them. That's that's not how that list works. I mean, if you're looking, if that, you're looking, you've already left. That uh, it's exactly right. You're actually making my point for me. And that's it's the entire Miami Dolphins organization to me is good, not great. They do nothing. They are great at nothing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not sure how that's going to get any better. Yeah. I mean, you go into the draft. You've got you got a couple second day picks, uh, or you've got a second day pick. No, I think they have a couple. 
I don't have the draft order up. I've got four screens running at just full capacity right now. I mean, you can add some talent because this is a deep draft, but it's not immediate impact talent. Mm -hmm. You might be able to get one of these second tier pass rushers at, at 51, which is where I think their first 52. pick falls 52. Oh yeah. I always take out the, uh, Oh no, it is 51. Yeah. It's 51. They, Cause they you take the out the forfeit out. pick. Yeah. Right. I thought I was right, but I, yeah, I've, you're right. I've messed that up enough times that you're right. They pick at 51 and they also have one in the third round at 77. They got another in the third round at 84. Okay. So, so they they do have th they have three picks in the second day. Yes, that's that is three players that should be able to help you a little bit next year, but are not going to be high high impact. Mm -hmm. I mean, does that make you better than the Buffalo Bills? No, no, no. You got a lot of talent on this team, but you're also I mean, you'd be what third fourth best team in the NFC. Oh, no the doubt. The problem is you're oh, buried. I would say if two is healthy, I would say they're the second best team in the NFC. Could be. But they're buried in the AFC where, well, all the big boys come to play, apparently. This sometimes, is the new WCW. Sometimes <laughs> timing just doesn't work out for you. Right. And that's where Miami's at. Uh, the Miami Dolphins offseason. Yep, lots to figure out there. Who knows what uh, Tua's health's going to be like. I still feel like that was weird that he hadn't been cleared weeks after it's the season. bizarre. Had it's ended. bizarre for sure. Of course, I think the same thing when I when I consider that, uh, or when anybody considers that uh, Kurt Busch hasn't been able to get back on a, on a NASCAR track since June because of a concussion. Now, oh, he'll never be fully cleared again. Obviously, the, the the car wreck much worse than Tua hitting his head on the on the turf, but still, concussions are one of those things that you just don't mess with. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. When we come back, we'll talk linebackers in this 2023 NFL Combine. They'll be hitting the field later on this evening in Indy. Did you know that Ingles sells more organics than any other grocery store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes, loaner cars if I have to have major work done on a car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. 
the sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. You know, it just, it, it, that's just the way that the world works. Is uh, Once the dogs are on top, you can't keep them off of the top. Yeah, Nolan Smith is real, real, real fast. Yeah, he is. Nolan Smith now has the fastest 40-time run today at the Combine in Indianapolis. The uh, linebacker from Georgia coming off the injury ran a 4 4 4 that's, that's that's real good. real fast. 6'2", 238 pounds. Now he's also the lightest guy in this group. But that's still really really fast. Jeremy, you had a guess on his 10-yard split. I've got the number in front of me. 154. It was 152. Wow. That is explosive, ladies wow. and gentlemen. The first 10 yards in one and a half seconds. That's almost uh, flat. Yeah, let me just go ahead and say, Nolan Smith could pack it in for the rest of the weekend, and uh, yeah, he's still a first-round pick. By the way, uh, we we talk about these combine monsters all the time. So he ran the four 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 forty. He also had a forty-one and a half inch vertical. That's that's not bad. And a ten-eight broad jump. <laughs> is that not? Is the record not ten-nine? It's something like that. It's Byron Jones, I remember, set the world record in the broad jump at the combine. I mean, 10-8 is insane. And I think it was somewhere in that neighborhood. 12-3. Oh, well. Yeah. Maybe I it's was not. like, okay. no, all right, it's higher not. than that. All right, all right. Uh, my bad. I was just trying to remember back what that was. Okay, so it was way beyond that. All right, so not as good as a 12-3 well, or I mean, whatever 10, you said. 10-8 for, uh, for a, an edge rusher is that's that's formidable. That's incredible. Nolan Smith, to me, he is he is like the perfect package of what I want. You know, athletic freak. He's a great leader. He's engaged with his teammates. He inspires his teammates. I, I had been seeing him fall down the boards, and I just – I couldn't grasp it, but of course I can't be the I can't be the guy to judge this because I'm a Georgia fan. Of course I'm going to think my well, guys need to be up at the top. Well, the thought on Nolan Smith was the injury. The you had the injury, you had a lack of production. It took you forever to get on the field, and there just wasn't enough of it, and that's what pushed him down. Now he has basically said, "Yeah, but there's an athletic absolute." ninth wonder of the world which will put him back in the, he's now firmly a first round pick. Mm-hmm. and i know a lot of people say well that's an overreaction to a to a combine run no it's not watch the tape not in this not in this draft it's not you start seeing things like that and you can make me fall in love with you yeah it's yeah that's i mean i'm looking at uh Adibuari from northwestern going yeah you're probably in the back end of the first round now too mm-hmm if not, you're in the high end of the second round. Uh, Nolan Smith is uh, now currently in third in the broad jump with his 10-8. Finishing ahead of him already is Byron Young. Who is, uh, Lisa Evans said, uh, dude's built like Poseidon. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. I said Hercules in the break, but it's ironic that you could not possibly have heard me say that and you said virtually the same thing I did. Byron Young, the one from Tennessee. I'm already tired of that because we have two. There's one from Alabama that's that, that was in the first run of of defensive linemen, and there's the one from Alabama or the one from Tennessee that just ran with the edge rushers. Yep, eleven feet even on his broad jump. He's tied for first place right now with Will McDonald the fourth, 
who did a 11 foot broad jump. What did he? Oh, he's not running. Uh, is he not running? I don't think he's running. I don't see a number. I could for him. be wrong, but I don't think he's running. Byron Young, by the way, has run his forty, and he was a four-five-one. Yes. Uh, so. Paul Richardson asked Foskey ran a four-six-four. Y'all still in love with him? I don't know whoever said they were in love with him, but it certainly was not me. No, Jeremy's I think been, I've been further down on him than anybody. I was going to say you've been one of his biggest detractors that I've seen. I just don't see it. I mean, the Senior Bowl, yeah, he got tossed around. That's not the only time he got tossed around. So, I, I mean, I've never been wild about him. And, and frankly, I I watched his – I've watched everything he's done, and it's basically been – I feel the same way about him now that I did before. Mm-hmm. You're average at virtually everything you do. And, yes, there is some good tape with you, but if you cherry-pick the five best plays out of somebody's career, I can make anybody look like a future Hall of Famer. Oh, sorry, Paul. He wasn't talking about me. My bad. It's you. I'm used to people telling me to like play in traffic <laughs> and jump out of an airplane without a parachute. Right. Uh, Indianapolis, the drills going on. We'll keep you up to date on uh, the the goings on for the next uh, 35 minutes while we're here with you on ESPN Asheville. We'll have uh, day two going on tomorrow as well and while then, we're on the air. And then I'm going to sit here and watch the rest of it, and we'll tell you what we saw tomorrow because Jeremy. Got his lovely soon-to-be wife a massage for tonight. It's got my day. Nice. Let's go. At ESPN Draft Nerd on Twitter. Uh, you can fire all your questions at him. Just doesn't matter what uh, you know, what time of night or what. He's going to be awake, uh, especially during the combine. He will be tweeting back and forth with you about the goings-on in Indianapolis. Oh, from, from now until the first week of May. My active now on Facebook, yeah, that'll be there for real. It'll about, never really stop. Talked about the defensive tackles to watch, the edge rushers to watch. Now the linebackers are going to take the field later on this evening. Who is at the top of your linebacker must-watch list for how they perform at the Combine? I really want to see Drew Sanders. Um, I, I feel like people are – I'm not going to say they're falling in a trap. But he so he transfers from Alabama to Arkansas, bursts on the scene because he's the best player on that defense. It's him and Bumper Pool. That's basically the two high-level players on that defense. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, he's better than Trenton Simpson? I, I, I don't know why I'm struggling to believe that, but I am. I like him. He's very tall for a, for a, uh, a, a, a true linebacker. He's 6'5". Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that he can play it on the edge. I kind of think he's a 3-4 outside linebacker or a 4-3 or a off ball. I'm curious to see how fast he runs. I've got him pegged at, at the high 4-5s. If he's faster than that, then I, I need to investigate. Trenton Simpson's going to – because he's going to run real, real fast. Mm-hmm. Real, 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 real fast. And that will put the top of this class into in, into more question. Then you get a guy like uh, Dayon Henley, who I'm just the, the more time goes on, the more I just absolutely fall in love with him. And I don't care if he's little. Oh, he's 220 pounds. I don't care. I don't care if he's a buck 95. Uh, watch the tape. This kid is incredibly athletic. Curious to see what Jack Campbell does. Demarvian Overshone. You ever? And I, I'm, I'm, this might just be me. Mm-hmm. 
do you ever look at something that nobody else appreciates to the level that you do and you just but it's it's mine I love it. like a tv show you see a tv show and nobody else watches it it's just you and you're like this is the greatest thing ever <laughs> this is how i feel about the linebackers in this class okay because i feel like i'm the only one talking about how good this class is mm-hmm. everybody's well there's not a first round linebacker and at this point off ball linebackers right behind running back in terms of positional value right but you don't have the Bijan robinson of this class do you that's not that's not drew sanders I, it was thought that trenton simpson could be that guy at one point noah sewell was in that discussion as well earlier in his oregon career uh, taylor gresham in our youtube chat said sanders has better film than simpson i don't i don't disagree with that on the high side it's the depth i've got more of trenton simpson than i have of drew sanders mm-hmm. and he's just more my kind of linebacker I think I've burned out on the 3-4. We've done this for so long that now I'm, okay, I want a four-man front. And it could be that I'm a Jets fan, and I've been watching it for two years, and as I'm seeing it progress, it's just easier to do this. Mm -hmm. So I I love Trenton Simpson. I'm probably going to be higher on him than anybody. Uh, He also said if uh, if Campbell runs fast, he's my LB3. Mine too. Mine too. Uh, There is a kid named uh, Owen uh, Papo. Mm-hmm. Or I don't remember how it's exactly how it's pronounced. From Auburn, might run the fastest linebacker time ever. Wouldn't shock me at all. I'm talking sub four three. Wow. Wouldn't shock me in the least. Hmm. Henry To'o To'o. He's getting more popular. He and Noah Sewell were like ships passing in the night. To'o To'o was a a like a late day two and now all of a sudden i'm seeing him in the back of the first round going what did i miss mm-hmm. i mean i know i drink a lot but i don't think i missed that much he was a star linebacker at tennessee first transferred to alabama he's a i mean he's he's really good uh dna tooth podcast asked uh, beard at the start of the draft i heard scouts saying noah sewell was a generational talent now i never hear his name what happened the last year tape was not as it was not as impressive there are a lot of people that as they deep dove on him, they just realized that he had a physicality in the Pac-12 that was so abnormal that it made, made him look better than he was. And now you pinpoint, okay, what is it he does really well? He's not overly fast. He's not overly big. He's a little heavy for a linebacker at this point. And that just, as you keep doing that, it's almost like building, it's, it's almost like a, a seven-layer salad. All right, so he's at the bottom, and then you just keep heaping things on top of him. It gets harder to get to him. And that's that's kind of where I'm at. Ivan Pace, that's another guy. I'm, I'm curious to see how he runs later today. Okay. I like the tape, but I'm afraid he's going to be one of those that you go, man, you look really inathletic next to everybody in this class. And while we're talking about it, we don't get a chance to highlight local players in the NFL draft uh, process very much. So later on this evening with the linebackers, uh, Andrew Leota, um, Eku Leota, from Auburn he'll be participating in the drills as well so uh, I'll be checking back in obviously to see how the former Asheville High Cougar um, improves his draft stock it's the, it's the best day of the year I, just, I love the combine so much and I know none of the rest of you do I get it I get it I'm just I'm trying to get you as excited as I am because for me this is like for me this is like when I was an eight-year-old boy and there was a box under the tree, and I know Drafty Claws brought me exactly what I wanted. 
Well, you got a hell of a gift last year with your New York Jets. Wonder what it'll be like this year. We'll just have to wait and see. When we come back from the break, it'll be time for the most important message of the day. Plus, we got to talk about the off-season prospects here for the Los Angeles Chargers. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Tech. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Make sure you're at the Harris Cherokee Center, Asheville, March the 2nd through the 6th for the 2023 Ingalls SoCon Basketball Championships. Experience fun for the whole family as your favorite teams compete for the championship and a berth in the NCAA tournament. While you're there, visit the Ingalls Fan Zone at the tournament for lots of fun, games, prizes, and more. The 2023 Ingalls SoCon Basketball Championships. For more information, visit SoConHoops.com. That's SoConHoops.com. And it's that time, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the most important message of the day here in the sportsocracy. Don't do crimes. Let's go to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Because, I mean, yeah, you got to go to Florida at least once a week for these stories. Broward County Sheriff's deputies made an arrest Tuesday at the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. It's the one word that you can't say on an airplane, Jeremy. I can think of no less than 47 of them. I think you're going bomb? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. You you, you can't say bomb on an airplane, right? Um, well, you, you got to remember, you put me through a very elaborate crash course of the things you're not allowed to say on the radio. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, and uh, you also should not ever utter that word, Inside the terminal, deputies responded to Terminal 1 at the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport at around 1.05 in the afternoon on Tuesday after TSA reported a security alert from a carry-on bag belonging to Dorian Young Davis of Dayton, Florida, who just turned 26 years old on Sunday. I'm not sure why that was brought up in the story, but happy birthday to her um, but she quickly, after turning 26, landed on the FAFO scale pretty high when the authorities, while patting her down, while, while patting her down at the TSA checkpoint, she said as a joke, which by the way, don't joke about this in the airport, especially to the authorities, she turned to one of the checkpoint people and said, they mi- the whole time they missed a whole bomb in my bag. Well, Mm-mm. no, you you can't do that. Uh, you have fod, <laughs> and I and, and as somebody that has seen somebody forcibly removed from an airplane, 
It's a that's a twenty seven on the foe. Yeah, she did not make it to the airplane. Again, she was just in the terminal oh. at the T at the TSA checkpoint, and they went, "Yeah, you're not going to be going on this uh, flight. Uh, we're going to need you to come with us." She was arrested, and she is now charged with making a false report or bomb threat against the government or publicly owned property. I don't feel like this is too hard. There's one word. I mean, there's several words, but there's especially one word that you never say around an airplane or an airport. I was, have I ever told you my, uh, my fun federal marshal story? Mm, nope. I was on a plane coming back from Arizona. I have to this day, no idea what this guy said, but unbeknownst to him, he said it right in front of an air marshal. Oh no. And that was the day that I learned air marshals are some of the more bad arse individuals uh, that you will ever spot <laughs> with a badge and a gun. Yeah. Because that dude got thrown around much in the way that Dewan Jones has thrown people around on tape, and they will be running over the weekend. And that's a segue. I'm getting better at that. My story comes from Louisiana. It's about a woman named Tamisha Morin. She's 42 years old. She owned an ice cream truck was Tammy's ice cream and treats. Treats. Very innocent. And unbeknownst to casual observers, she was actually telling you in the name of the ice cream truck that it's not just ice cream that she was selling from the truck. It's and treats. Because her version of and treats is apparently much different from my version. Police were alerted to a big blue ice cream truck with an expired license plate and no brake lights that was on Old Spanish Trail shortly after 11.30 on Monday. They had been informed that there was a interesting-looking ice cream truck. It's a converted school bus. 11.30 a.m.? 11.30 a.m., okay. yes. Yeah, it don't, it don't. I was going to say ice cream truck at 11.30 p.m., that throws up red flags. Well, frankly, this one should throw red flags, too, and I'll tell you why momentarily. They had been alerted that there was some unusual activity that happened around this ice cream truck. Namely, they never saw it sell ice cream. And their clientele seemed to be much more of the adult variety mm -hmm. than of the children variety. Mm -hmm. That's a bad sign. So they stopped the vehicle. They had uh, the 42-year-old, the, the uh, Miss Morin, step out of the vehicle. And they and they searched it, and when they searched it, what what do you think they found? Cocaine. Nope. Meth. Whole gobs of it. Just a whole gob of it. They also discovered there's no ice cream on the truck. <laughs> they didn't even have a. They didn't even have fake ice cream. It had a freezer. There was a freezer that did not work, well, and it had melted ice cream in it. They also, and this is to me the funniest part of the story, because I don't really know why you had to throw this in there. They also found two small puppies. Hmm. No evidence that children or the puppies were exposed to the meth. Don't do meth. The vehicle was impounded. Both puppies were handed over to animal control and are safe. And Miss Seidel was charged, or Miss Morin was charged with possession of narcotics 
an outstanding warrant because that seems to be a real consistent of these stories. Right. And multiple traffic violations. That's dumb to dumb, dumb, dumb. If you're going to sell drugs, maybe. First of all, don't do that because that's crimes. Second of all, maybe don't do it in the loudest truck on the road. Or, 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 I mean, obviously don't do crimes. I feel like I have to say that as well. Or. At least have ice cream on the truck to hand to the people when you hand them their drugs. Like, no, come on, no, that's no, 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 that's that's super crimes. I, I I'm just, I'm just saying. Just, okay, I mean, if if the presence of ice cream had been there, then maybe. All right, listen, formerly <laughs> tons of fun. I know that ice cream makes everything better. Yes, it does. This is one of those cases where that's not true. Really. Yeah, I guess ice cream doesn't make drugs better. Yeah, meth possession and popsicles don't go together real well. The reverse of that. that popsicles that, and that, meth possession? could be true. No, drugs make the ice cream better. But, I mean, that that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. What are you, a cop? You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN, Asheville. Number one thing that shocks people when they move is... <laughs> You can take that for what you, you can take that to mean whatever you want. Ninety two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, fourteen hundred, and heard everywhere on the uh, I uh, iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. You, you got, got a little sidetrack there. You got me flustered now. I'm thinking about ice cream. I can't stop. Like I, yeah, I'm craving a think- choco taco. Yeah, that's what you're thinking about. I, I, choco what am I a cop? Awesome. Yeah, I, I got it. Choco tacos are awesome. You, they don't make those anymore. Well, they should. I agree, but they don't make them anymore. All right, it is time to look at the off-season for... Go Chargers Go! Los Angeles Chargers. Well, uh, Brandon Staley, he got to keep his job. They made the playoffs. And now now what do you do? Well, they were very vehement. Tom Telesco uh, got to the podium at the Combine and basically said, Keenan Allen ain't going anywhere. Uh, we have a high-level quarterback. We intend to score a lot of points, and Keenan Allen is a big facet of that. Mm-hmm. So that changes things if you take him at face value. Now, do I? Not particularly. Look, I like Keenan Allen. This is one of the teams with the least cap space in the NFL, mm-hmm. and there's not a whole lot of places to save it. Keenan Allen's one of them. Mm-hmm. Picking at 21, there are a slew of guys. Jordan Edison! Mm that could replace him for markedly cheaper. And I just, I struggle to believe you're not going to do that. I know you, you were doing the, the Clint Eastwood get off my lawn thing with the, the reporting is inaccurate. No, it comes from somewhere mm-hmm. because the, the conversation has been had in the building of, we have to get under the cap. Somehow we don't have a ton of ways to save money. We went all in on this defense. The defense wasn't particularly good. And, and now I feel like you're the, the, the addition of Kellen Moore, and I know this is going to sound a little cyclical, but the addition of Kellen Moore is going to improve your defense because these just asinine three-and-out drives that you had, these weird game, in-game decisions, that's done. That that's Kellen Moore is a good play caller in this league. But here's what I'm curious of. Let's say you are telling the truth, and Keenan Allen will be back with his team. Mm-hmm. That, to me, makes the Los Angeles Chargers the drop-dead spot on B. John Robinson. He will not fall any further than that. Mm-hmm. I don't think he gets that far. But if he does, 
he won't get past them. Straight up, he won't get past them. Yeah. B. John Robinson, you have said it before. You believe he is the between-the-tackles answer that the Chargers mm-hmm. have needed for the last four years. Because Austin Eckler's just not that guy. No. And, and they don't expect him to be. Uh, I'm I'm going to say I disagree with you. Really? Uh, it, the previous offensive administration used him that way. And look, he was successful for your fantasy team. I get that. There are a lot of people that get really confused as to just because he scored a lot of fantasy points does not mean he was good or, and this is the most important word, efficient in the job that he was asked to do. I'm just looking at this going, none of it make the Telesco coming out this aggressively on Keenan Allen doesn't make a lot of sense to me because Austin Eckler can be that guy. He can be the slot guy with a Bijan or one of the Tajay Sharp if you want to go in the second round. And to me, that just makes your offense much more complete. Getting Rayshon Slater back next year with Jamari Sawyer, who was just an absolute aberration. You mean Tajay Spears? What I say? Sharp. That was a bad receiver for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I do, I, I do that a lot. <laughs> I just wanted to clear that out. Yeah. There's not another Tajay Sharp Spears. in this draft. Sorry. Okay, all right. It's not the first time I've done that, and I'm pretty sure it, it won't be the, be the last. last. Yeah. You need a run stopper in the middle. Uh, I've had Gervon Dexter going here for about as long as I can remember, and I don't see a way it doesn't happen. That's their second-round pick. Mm-hmm. I am dead sold on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, news came out today that it looks like they will not kick in the fifth-year option on Kenneth Murray. So that <clears throat> really horrid experiment has it is drawing nigh. Run its course just about, yeah. So, I mean, you're going to need a linebacker. But I just look at this Chargers team and go, you don't need a ton. You need to hit specific – you need to have one of those Seattle Seahawks draft classes where you hit a, a, a real home run in day two mm-hmm. with running back. Mm-hmm. You hit a really solid stand-up double with with uh, uh, theirs was a lineman on the offensive side. Yours needs to be on the defensive side, and then you need an over-the-top safety and a linebacker. And then I look at this team and go, "Yep, that's that's Super Bowl good. That's Super Bowl good because you check all of the uh, you check all the boxes. Mm-hmm. You got the pass rusher, you got the quarterback on a rookie deal, you got the weapons. If Mike Williams can stay healthy, if Keenan Allen can stay healthy." I mean, and those are a legitimate two and three behind the best receiver in the NFL, Josh Palmer. Yeah. Doesn't even phase you, you anymore. Doesn't even phase you anymore. Indeed. Uh, Rondell Moore called, or Rondell ba- or Rashad Bateman called. Or Rondell Moore. We could throw him in there as well. He's been fine. You've been, exactly what I told you. You've been hot on him as well. He's a cute little gimmick player. Right. Hey, look. He runs jet sweeps. Yep. This is not a team that has a lot of holes. No. It's also a team that didn't have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's the Chargers are one of those teams that it's going to get late fast because they've already gone all in. Mm -hmm. The the J.C. Jackson deal from last year. Khalil Mack. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and you're stuck with J.C. Jackson. So, one or the other, you're going to have to find a way to make this work. He was, and, and I cannot say this aggressively enough, horror awful last year. He can physically not be any worse. Short of he ties his own legs together, he cannot be worse. Mm -hmm. So that will be an improvement to some shape, form, or fashion. He didn't play enough snaps last year to grade out on PFF. Right. But if he had, he would have been horrible. Uh, What's the lowest PFF grade you've ever seen? 
Oh, I twenty something. Twenty eight. That's what J.C. Jackson's was. Wow. Yeah, lowest one I've ever seen was a twenty six. That's bad. Yeah, real bad. That is bad. I feel like this team is is completely stacked. You maybe add another offensive lineman. I want to replace uh, Pipkins. Matt Fowler. Is Pipkins the, the, the he's the right tackle? Jamari Sawyer will be the right tackle next year because he was playing on the left side while Slater was hurt. You're right. You're right. Pipkins and Storm Norton will be the swing tackles next year. Okay. You're really good on the interior. I mean, the line is the line. If the line can be healthy, it's a I'd say top three unit in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You're good everywhere. This team has drafted well. They've they've acquired well minus J.C. Jackson. You just need to round the things off, and and this to me this is your year. I've heard a lot of people say this was the year to beat the the, the Chiefs. I'm not so sure next year is not the year to beat the Chiefs. Losing the enemy, and there's a possibility that the Chargers are my favorite to win this division next year. Ooh. And I know that sounds like just absolute lunacy after what we just saw from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility. There's a way. There is a way. It's not that far off. Not that far off from the Chargers being a, a legit contender. And this is why all the talk in the offseason of giving Justin Herbert the big mega deal. I mean, you got to sew him up. No doubt. He's the this offseason. He's what, the third? Like, if you were starting a, a franchise and you – so we're going fantasy mode. Mahomes, going, Burrow, Justin Herbert. Right. And the message, repeat the line. Right. We're going, we're going full Madden fantasy draft here. You got to take one of those quarterbacks in the top three, top three picks. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN. Asheville about to close it out for the Thursday edition next. Did you know that Ingles sells more organics than any other grocery store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. All right, here to close it out on a Thursday. It will be a, I guess we can call it a basketball Friday tomorrow. 
here in the sportsocracy because we've got uh, your preview for the SoCon basketball championships the Ingles socon basketball championships coming up this weekend or i guess is already underway with the women's tournament at harris cherokee center Asheville. you can uh, get your tickets today all you got to do is go to soconhoops.com or you can just go to the box office up at the harris cherokee center Asheville and get your tickets for this weekend's action um as we will have western carolina head men's basketball coach justin gray on the program with us tomorrow to preview the Catamounts' path to a potential bid in the NCAA tournament. They come in as the four seed in the SoCon tournament. Um, we are also efforting to have uh, Furman head coach Bob Ritchie on the program with us. I've not gotten the confirmation on him just yet, but uh, we may have a, a few coaches that are going to be involved in the tournament coming up on tomorrow's show. We will be live from the Harris-Cherokee Center, Asheville, uh, at 3 o'clock on Monday, leading you up to the uh, doors opening and the start of the championship game on Monday night. UNC Asheville basketball tomorrow at noon right here on ESPN Asheville. Uh, that'll be the tip-off. 11.30 will be the pregame with our very own Flostradamus, Jeremy Green, running the uh, running the board, doing the pregame, postgame, and, of course, the halftime report during the UNC Asheville Bulldogs' first game of the Big South Tournament as the number one overall seed in Charlotte, taking on the Charleston Southern Buccaneers. Plus, it's Combine Day, or Combine Week. Jeremy going to enjoy all of the uh, underwear Olympics tonight. Oh, yes. And yes, tomorrow. Yes. We'll have more coverage on uh, on the Combine tomorrow, as well as the basketball coming up this weekend. It's going to be a phenomenal show. You will, you will not want to miss it here on a Friday to close out the week. Last thoughts, Jeremy, before uh, we turn everyone loose on the combine tonight. Uh, the the linebackers is going to be a show. Do not be shocked if Trenton Simpson breaks the record for the fastest 40 you've ever seen from a linebacker. We'll see you back here tomorrow on ESPN Asheville at 3.